Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. I can do that. That's Raise your right hand and say, I swear on the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not fucking wrong. Well... I swear in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not fucking Robin. Okay. I, I really think that uh, that was a confession that she's fucking him. <laughs> How? Hey, I start. What? Hey, I'm starting a foundation. That means that she's screwing the guy. No, no, no. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, but she's mentioned him a hundred times before. So why is this the announcement? Because, okay, a charity, when you go into a charity with one person, that's almost like making a baby. Um, Robin, the 34, I think, should go up to 44 on the narcissistic chart because I can't really exactly remember what Howard said. And she goes, oh, thank God for people like that. And she was completely referring to herself. <laughs> John Hine, big wrap-up show yesterday. I heard Robin on the wrap-up show with her. Guatemala. 15 Foundation. I, you know what? I'm resenting the 15 Foundation. Why I feel, are you resenting it? I don't know. There's too much 15 Foundation on the air. Everyone's afraid of you around here, from what I can tell. Because oh, people are like, it. I go, so don't give any money. And they go, oh, no, I better give money. The bigger issue here, even beyond today, is that Robin's Charity's totally taken over the office. Whether it's on air, where she's slipping in charity stuff into the news, whether it's Sal and Richard, whether it's me looking up contact, whether it's her... Uh, assistant that's just dropped in the middle of the office when no one knows who she is and she's in and out of Tim's office. It is, uh, there's more charity work going on here now than radio work. What's the big deal? <laughs> well, the big deal took up an hour on the wrap up well, show. You know what? I said I didn't want to get into this conversation. Goodbye, Jason. Well, Jason, I don't say. I, I do. I think I, I put I my. I said I don't want to have this conversation. She's upset. Okay. I want to talk to you about it. You know what, I, I, I just have to respectfully quit this job right. because I'm just a torturer to everyone here. I'm a miserable cunt who doesn't even say good morning, apparently, and what are we supposed to be talking about? You're getting, you're, listen, he I'm wants done. more from I'm you. Done. You're not I'm done. done. You wouldn't I'm leave. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we were having a great time. It was a good evening. Yeah, and, and then something some bad information happened. information that really rocked me, and it just... Fucked my weekend. I could guess what it is, but I'm not gonna. I think I probably figured it out. Really? So, uh, yeah. Somebody betray you? It felt like a betrayal. Yeah. Welcome, boys and girls. I wish I had the 2001 Space Odyssey music for you to play. I could put that in post. But uh, welcome to, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast. It's me and Sam once again. Hi, guys. And this one is going to be a doozy. It's one of many. We won't even guarantee you how many parts because it'll be so long. We have so many clips, but this is the final final uh, beginning of the, uh, finally, sorry, the long-awaited beginning of the 15 Foundation Saga, which I promised since we started this thing. And it's really the reason we kind of went on and did our own thing because this is going to take so much work that it, to do it right will take a lot of work. And um, yeah, Sam? no kidding. We are, we have printouts, note cards, emails, yeah. everything is just amassed and organized. It's so much um, information that 
we really wanted to do this justice. We didn't want to miss a second or segment of it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to do this right. Yep. And in fact, um, what people, some people may not know or may not remember, but a 15 foundation was something uh, that a lot of people got angry about because at that time, 2010, I wasn't really listening anymore because after Artie left, I gave up, but I was on dog shed and I still were Stern fan network. I can't remember which at the time. And I would still see people posting about it. So I was fascinated from a hate perspective, what it was and her charity stuff. Robin has been charitable for a long, long time. So this isn't a purpose of shitting this isn't for the purpose of shitting on someone who's doing good things because over the years she supported a lot of charities. Um, and so that's a good thing. And I made, made it a point to look up some of the things she helped either with 15 foundation or, uh, through, um, earlier girls night out, which we'll go into. Uh, and I looked them up on charity navigator. One of them was Sylvia center Inc. Uh, which is about healthy eating. Okay, you guys decide what charities mean more for you than others. And they got about a 75 out of 100 uh, ratings in terms of transparency and financial the financials. The other one was called Edible Schoolyard. That was about the same type of charity, and they got the same score. The best one, I think, was New Jersey Seeds, which was about um, bringing more education to like inner city youth and what have you. They got 86 out of 100 for financial and 100 percent on transparency so they have a really amazing rating yeah sam well i will have to say when uh, michelle obama became in office as as the first lady her main um i guess drive was to hit home with uh health health and education in schools with uh lunches and eating better and putting the sesame street characters in grocery stores on vegetables and making it more desirable so that was kind of on trend as well. So I could see why Robin would pick up on that mm-hmm. later on. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So like basically if, and I have to give thanks to a couple people who decided to, who actually, we have such great fans. I, I can't say I enough. Um, Mikey Rex, who's in our Facebook group, he actually sent me the original girls night out clip. I've got all the the audio. I don't have so much of the video, but it was on, uh, on uh, YouTube. Not sure if it was his channel or not. And I originally was not going to play it because we wanted to focus on strictly 15 foundation, which goes essentially from March or so of 2009 officially. I think that's when it becomes an entity to the end of the marathon which is the end of his, her relationship with Brendan Murphy, AKA the grifter Supreme. And even though the 15 foundation limps along until 2013 and the website's still active, uh, uh, embarrassingly enough, um, I emailed them, uh, last week, didn't get a response. And if you look at their events and stuff, it's all ancient history, but for some reason the, the site is still up and they're still able to accept fucking PayPal donations. That really disturbed me. Also, what disturbed me is when I was researching this, they had a GoFundMe for the 15 Foundation that you could just give at random to the foundation through a GoFundMe, which is still active. Right. And so, and the, the, the reason why people got upset was number one, she was going through all the staff and really making, she was just going on a charity high as opposed to just hitting people up for money. She started like tasking people at, at, you know, the Stern show for doing extra shit. And she started this foundation really to make herself look like hot shit. It wasn't about giving money because you could easily give to charities on your own. You don't need a middle woman to uh, donate money for you to something she wants to. 
Correct. So the thing I got, I feel like was very annoying was when this began with her charity, she, she was giving to other, um, she was giving to other organizations and having some sort of nights out or talking about it on the radio, on the news, Mm -hmm. which was fine. But then she started the 15 foundation realizing it could financially benefit her. She could be the host of the charities. She Mm -hmm. could be the one in the spotlight. It's not like Robin is doing anything for this other than showing up and look at me. Right, and as we'll t- we'll tell you later, she put her she did put her own money into the fifteen foundation, but then got some back. Um, it, essentially, it was you give us money, and we'll take the credit for donating the money to charity X. And in this case, it wouldn't even it wasn't even charities; it was fucking Brendan Murphy's pocket and uh, some wine tasting bullshit. And it's really and it, it leads me to an article that I found. Uh, from CNBC from about six years ago called Four Stars to Flops, 10 Celebrity Charities. And it says, basically, it's rating things like Madonna had one, Kanye West had one, um, Lady Gaga had one, and there were all kinds of problems. And they basically list really good ones. Elton John, for example, he's got a perfect score in transparency and almost perfect for financials. Jimmy Carter has a great one, the Carter Center, amazing charity. He's got, he's had that. There's a reason why he got the Nobel Peace Prize for his work as a charity, uh, you know. But Wyclef, how do you spell Wyclef Jean? Wyclef Jean? Wyclef Jean. He's a, okay. he's a member of the Fuji. Yeah. I just didn't know how to pronounce his name. It says here, former member of the Fuji's, Wyclef Jean, uh, founded Yale Haiti on the 2000, in 2005 on the heels of Hurricane Jean, which had a particularly strong impact on the impoverished island nation. Uh, it filed tax forms for 2005, 2006, and 2007 in August 2009. Charity Navigator called such a move odd and, quote, beyond late. Scrutiny ramped up after the charity became one of the larger funds of donations concerning the 2010 Haiti earthquake. Its assets rose sharply from 37,000 to millions, at, at, uh, sorry, from 37,000 as millions were donated via text and other sources. Now, this is the good part. In 2010, out of the 9 million Yele spent, about half went to travel, salaries, consulting fees, and office expenses compared to 10% for actor Sean Penn's charity. Among some of the Yele's payments were a $630,000 contract to Jean's, John's brother-in-law for three projects, two of which were never built, and a 100000 fee to himself to perform at a Yele fundraiser in Monaco. The charity shuttered its doors in 2012. So, See, well, that's it, it, on a smaller level, but no less as... Insane. I think that these vanity project charities that you are essentially a middleman versus giving Mm -hmm. to just directly give to the funds that are already there. Why do you need to start up a middleman project in order to give to these foundations? You don't Mm -hmm. need that. If you want to give to people in Haiti, give to people in Haiti. If you want to give to kids who want to learn how to cook and educate themselves or make movies, right? give to that. And if you're volunteering, if you want, if one of my favorite quotes was from Quincy Jones, who told Ice-T a long time ago. He said, Ice, never, ever, ever wave other people's flags. If you want to do charity, you give money or you help out, but you don't talk about it. Just do it. And people will find out. If you want to announce that you're doing it, okay, that's fine. 
that hopefully other people will donate. But the way Robin was doing it was trying to hit you over the head as if to say, I can't get a TV show, even though I've tried. So let me just try to get you as I'm the charity person. I'm the really, you know, and Beth is doing the same buck fucking bullshit with this <laughs> furry friends, which by it's... the way, I looked up, um, what was it? Bianca's furry friends got a 40 out of a hundred on charity navigator. Oh yeah. I mean, North shore animal league is beyond bad for charity. They they had a decent re- record on one of those charity uh, uh, you know review sites, but I don't. There's a couple of branches, so I don't know that uh, which mm. one was which. But I um, read horrible reviews where the they pay the staff terribly, but the CEOs make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's poorly organized. You know, so, just give to anyway, your local SPCA. Yeah. So this is this nonsense about what you're doing. Like, just give, give money or, you know, wear it on your, um, like, uh, Barcelona for a long time. They had UNICEF on their jerseys, which could have been, which stopped a few years later when they realized they needed more money. So they just put a regular sponsor on, but the money they got from that sponsor went straight to UNICEF. And if also brought the, you know, it promoted more attention to UNICEF in general. So there's lots of ways you can help without having to take credit for it. What, um, right. And why would you want to start a charity just to be a middleman to something that's like saying, I want to listen to the radio. Let me call my friend and have them put on the radio for me. I mean, right. <laughs> so and the thing is, and also guys, I know this is kind of, kind of, we'll, we'll repeat ourselves later if I say this, but essentially I don't think anybody in the organization at Howard's st- uh, show didn't know what was going on. Because Robin has been a rube since day one. She got scammed on fucking, uh, she got a Nigerian prince. <laughs> she, she emailed money to because Stacy, she thought uh. Stacy Lang asked her for money. Um, the e- magnets behind the ears. And this is prime 2008 to 2010 is prime, a uh, vegan drink. And she was an insufferable bitch when she lost weight. And then she made Tim Sabian do the diet. Yeah, th- This is all in, <laughs> this is all within this yeah. year when I was reading this on Mark's Friggin, it's Artie sleeping on drugs, Tim yep. losing weight and her pressuring him to do all these crazy things, her coffee bullshit and drinks and these charity things. So she's an insufferable human being during this yeah. time period. And really, really very cunty in so many ways because she would bitch and moan about how like um, Scott Salem, for example, came into the studio one time and lost a bunch of weight just by eating right and exercising more and she shit on him. And she said, well, I'm worried about your cellular health. And she, she was doing like blood, not blood transfusions, but these weird trips to LA where she would get her blood like recirculated or something, blood flowing. Dr. Ronnie. Yeah. She was going to a doctor to have them, uh, the blood flow in your legs pump better because when you're running, I guess it's taxing, whatever. Fine. So the caller said, you are completely nullifying that because you're going on a plane, which is the worst things you can do for the circulation. Absolutely. So your traveling is actually counteracting whatever treatment you're going to get. And she goes, well, I, I think that the risks weigh out the rewards. Who the fuck are you to know or say, And will yeah. you go to a doctor? Do you know the answers? Oh, no. She just knows. She just right. knows. Of course. And the master cleanse thing, that was such a piece of shit. Years and years ago, one of my sisters-in-law, sisters-in-law did it. And essentially what it is is starving yourself. Yay. Like, yeah. I mean, like you could, Elvis in one of his last, not his last tours, but to, he went down to 600 calories a day and uh, lost all kinds of weight. Gee, I wonder how that happened. You know, <sighs> 
<laughs> exactly. So it's it's there's she was always falling for scams, and this was just the one that people really uh, also loved because near the end she does the New York City Marathon, but there's no evidence that she finished it herself. So when she did run the marathon, um, it was a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in expenses just for her to run the marathon for charity. Where and did you find that? That was on um, one of the Mildred Stern okay. things. And that includes like all those trips she was taking to get her mm-hmm. legs, you know, circulation going. <laughs> and it was, um, she took money for like food, which was like a crazy amount of money too during that period. So during her, Marathon run, she took out whatever she was eating during that time period as yep. some sort of nutritional. Yep. She needed to be, you know, yes, some sustenance for the marathon, and that got taken out of right. the charity. So this was the, the the list. If you go to the 15 Foundation website, you can find all the grants given, and they're all 2010, 2011. That's the extent of them. So the first one you see at the, at the in chronological order, uh, Boys and Girls Club of Miami Beach, Miami, Florida, grant year 2010, grant type, youth center, $7,500. Um, this is for, what's that, rebuilding a game room that was destroyed by the flash flood in 2009. Okay. Sylvia Center, I mentioned that one. Nutrition mm-hmm. education, twenty thousand uh, dollars. Family cook productions, um, two twenty thousand dollars. New York, uh, two thousand ten. Same with Sylvia Center. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Um, I also have to mention that all of these, most of them, are on YouTube still. So if you yes. ever want to just Google any of these foundations with Robin, like Mima and Sylvia Center. Uh, the New Jersey one, they are all with her front and center normally. With yeah, her f- <laughs> we're going to play those. She just awkwardly. <laughs> we're going to play those for you guys eventually. But in the meantime, you can look for them yourselves. New Jersey New Jersey Seeds, I mentioned that one, $60,000. That's for Academics New Jersey, 2010. Mima Music, this was the big Napa wine hosting bullshit that she went out there for, $22,000. Um, this is for Arts and Music Education. The Connolly Ranch. Oh, this, but this might have been in Napa. Probably the same exact weekend. Grant year 2011. Nutrition education, 25 grand. And then the last one is the same. It's out in California, 2011. Edible Schoolyard, fifty thousand dollars. And I believe that was hers. That was her money that went into that. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're gonna go in, to who? Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, go ahead. I just thought this was a great way to describe the foundation, the mm-hmm. fifteen. Uh, the foundation would work as follows. One, naive fans of Howard Stern donate money to the foundation. <laughs> Number two, the foundation uses the money to incur inspe- expenses and hire employees. And yeah. three, Robin presents some lucky groups with a check funded <laughs> by money from other people and takes credit for being a charitable person. Yeah. This mission could easily and more efficiently be accomplished by just having people donate directly to the ultimate recipient groups, but this would not have permitted Miss Quivers to draw attention to herself, a trait that she has mastered over the years by working with Howard Stern. Now, the marathon thing, I also, the expenses, that 150 that I was talking about, 
Mm-hmm. Um, in 2010, grand events like Night at Caroline's and Robin's mm-hmm. infamous marathon, aka Run for the Bagels, <laughs> had big expenses, nearly $150,000. So the actual amount raised for charitable purposes was a lot less in the gross amount taken in by the foundation. Yeah. Wow. Because it said gross income, $153,299. I think I got that right. The direct expenses were uh, 149663 So they raised like literally three three grand. <laughs> yeah. And during that year, 2010, $7,500 went for t-shirts for Soul Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, later in, I think, 2013, 2014, the Soul Fire group which was based, there's a, it's a whole, I'm going to go further into that later, maybe closer to the end. They sued Brendan Murphy uh, for um, some type of uh, infringement, trade, trademark infringement, and it uh, got thrown out of court. Uh, but I have to uh, consult with Carrie, our resident QF lawyer, and uh, ask him about some of the, um, some of the, some of the, no, the nomenclature is a little foreign to me. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a barrister. So I have no idea exactly how, what the status is, but I think it was thrown out. At any rate, uh, it wouldn't make sense <laughs> knowing that this guy is a huge grifter and I'm going to sh- show up some pictures, guys, of exactly how much of a grifter this guy was. He ripped off Jean-Michel Basquiat. So just to give you guys an idea, I'm going to uh, put up pictures of Brendan Murphy's art as compared to people he's ripped off. So this is a, a picture of Jean-Michel Basquiat, uh, who was a legendary <laughs> painter and uh, heroin addict, ultimately. I think he died of HIV. Um, I, th- I think it was a drug overdose, but I'm not positive about the death. I do know, though, he was a part of Warhol's crowd and he dated Madonna. He was a very troubled, beautiful soul. Yeah. And if you look at Brendan Murphy's bullshit art, I mean, it's, it's, it's entirely lifted from him and okay. You can be inspired, but to blatantly lip ripped, rip stuff off of people. And, um, it's, it's just incredible. Brent, um, Benjamin did a great Photoshop, <laughs> which I'm going to put up as one of the, uh, the lead shots there. And, um, I'll see if I can find it. Stina Person was another one. She made this original print that looks, um, it's watercolor, it looks like. And then mm-hmm. the the Brendan Murphy ripoff is blatant. Oh, he for just, fuck's sake. He just draws like Basquiat-esque, you know, uh, figures and, you know, <laughs> arrows and over this print. He should have you been, what? he sued for that. You know what this looks like? Say you cover your books in high mm-hmm. school with a cover mm-hmm. of a pictures of something you like, and you're just bored and you're scribbling over your book cover over yeah. the course of the year. That's his yeah. art. You Absolutely. took someone else's picture and you decided to doodle over it. Yeah, Congrats. pretty much. You're an artist. No. Oh, if we want to, too. So Brendan Murphy, um, yep. just to tell you how he thinks of himself. Mm-hmm. And what he is, he says, according to himself, he's an internationally acclaimed American painter, creative entrepreneur, former professional athlete, and founder of Soulfire, an athletic clothing line. After a successful stint in the finance world, he left to chase his dreams to become a professional painter. Wow. 
And this is the amazing Photoshop, <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> Take the money and run. Number one, rip off famous dead artist. Number two, seduce old rich celeb. Number three, start scam charity. License own artwork for branding and marketing. Donate own paintings to charity at inflated value for generous tax deduction. First class travel and lodging funded by charity. <laughs> then he starts crossing out all these names. Brendan Murphy, Brendan Ophelia Murphy, Brendan Quivers. <laughs> I'm dying. I never saw this. <laughs> it was just genius. So Benjamin, here's kudos to you, man. Great work. It was fo- incre- incredible. <laughs> so that's going to be one of the, um, the cover shots. I'm going to, I won't take any credit for that. You get full credit. Oh, um, Benjamin, yeah. smarty pants, not mm-hmm. NPR. <laughs> no. Uh, so we've got the, um, there's a couple clips we're going to play. Uh, one of them is actually that we were going to originally play the Mike and Juliet show from April of 2008, but I think because we're going to play the stern breakdown of that and her charity at the girls night out originally, which is important because it starts, that's when we find out that Anne Marie's involved with her charity shit. Anne Marie's involved in sort of getting donors. Mm-hmm. And also, I read later on that Dr. Ronnie was the one who introduced Robin to Brendan later on. Like, they all know each other through this charity crap. Well, as it's, as they said, that they were working together, and it's just, whatever, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. So she went on The View, and she had that infamous bat wing dress that everybody fucking mocked her for, rightfully so. Keep in mind, guys, when she's she said she lost like 65 pounds, she still had a huge gunt. It wasn't like she was some svelte whatever. She lost a lot of weight, yeah, but if you, you do extreme things like that, when you're that heavy, you're going to lose a shitload of initial weight, and then you're going to plateau. So there's about a minute and a half clip on The View with those fucking cackling bitches that I can't really put, I'll put up with, but See. for your sake. Wow. Robin, you. You, you, uh, I want you to tell everybody about your upcoming benefit. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, in addition to doing this show, I try to sometimes give back mm-hmm. to people. And I had a bunch of girlfriends, and we were always out having good times together. Yeah. And we just thought, you know what? We're all having such a wonderful life, and it's time for us to do something with our time besides talk about men. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we decided we would throw a charity event and mm-hmm. each year adopt a charity that's struggling to get its feet on the ground. And help them raise money to get set and we met this wonderful woman whose name is Zabiba who's from a country called Eritrea in Africa and she escaped as a little girl from a refugee camp and came here started a life for herself and now she has started a foundation called Healing Bridges which by the way everybody the website's still in effect but it doesn't seem to have anything to do with charity so much as self-help and self-actualization and eating disorders and what have you so it may be not the right one i have no idea but she also released a book which is on amazon i'll put a screen cap of it it's out of print and it has no reviews so i have no idea if it you know is any good or what have you so but this person does exist you know what really kind of makes me sick is you find when I was taking this journey and researching all this stuff, there are so many charities that have started and defunct that only seem to benefit the people that start the charities and the other people who are CFOs or CEOs or whatever the hell you call them of it. There's mm-hmm. very, there's, it happens so often. It's insane. I'm like, there is no money going to these wells or these no. schools or these no. bridges or these no. job jobs for women like in right. Africa. I mean, it's just fucking bullshit. 
It's obnoxious. It's like, like I give to my two big charities, really, aside from, you know, the odd GoFundMe when, when people I know really need it. Um, the uh, Ronald McDonald House is one of my favorites. And uh, the Michael J. Fox Parkinson one is really good. My wife likes that one. And then every Christmas, the uh, Sally Ann, Salvation Army gets shitloads of money from me because I, see, I hear those bells and I feel com- compelled like this hypnotic thing to donate money. I know their stance on homosexuality is not particularly noteworthy, but I think they're helping humans. They don't give a fuck really who you screw. So um, I think I they do a wonderful job and they've helped so many people in my life on various, various times, whether it's like getting used furniture and stuff and char- not charging an arm and a leg for stuff that, you know, people should be paying more for or providing like housing for people and food, especially like soup kitchens. They do incredible work. I do like right out of my paycheck, the March of Dimes. And then I another, do for an, another great one. I do the for juvenile diabetes type uh, one and two, the JDRF walk. It's like a Buffalo thing. Well, I don't even know if it's Buffalo or what it is, but I have two um, cousins in my family who were diabetes type one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Bottom line is there's there's no no shortage of really good uh, reputable charities that give you know almost nothing to their CEOs and their, their management costs like 4%. The overhead is so little that most of the money gets sent and that's what you want ultimately. So we'll play, play the rest of this. Which helps the women of her country and other countries in Africa that have been ravaged by war, women in refugee camps. She helps them to start their own businesses or to get jobs and she also supports children who have been orphaned by AIDS. Uh-huh. And it's Good. called Healing Bridges. We're having a when wonderful party on April 17th. There's still tickets available uh, at the Rainbow There's Room the Rainbow here Rainbow. in New York. Yeah, and excellent. there's going to be some wonderful, amazing women there. And we do, we have an online auction on charity folks okay. to help us raise money. Okay. I looked at up charity folks is long gone guys the website doesn't even exist it's a broken link we have things like you can come visit us in the studio you can have dinner with me oh, go on the, go online you can visit thank go you. To Betty. you can visit thank you. how much would you pay for dinner with robin uh, <laughs> well, and how much would you I, love I, to order like a pizza in front of her and just go nuts <laughs> I, well i have on this uh on uh, one of the printouts for this, Robin Quivers hosts a charity event this week. Uh, New York, New York, Howard Stern, radio show personality Robin Quivers and her charity Focus Dinner Committee Girls Night Out will host. So she had a committee, I guess, so that Girls Night Out and host a night of music and art with the Dinner Steens, which takes place April 17th at the Rainbow Room in New York City. The dinner wow. will benefit the Healing Bridges, a nonprofit organization that creates jobs in Africa for women to support themselves and their families and help fund their new business ventures. Go to healingbridges.org. Uh, the evening will feature the music of Simone Dinnerstein, the acclaimed American concert pianist who the New York Times called an artist poised for a breakthrough. Okay. <laughs> okay, 12 years later, she's still not breaking through anything. I didn't realize she was that far back with the Dinnersteins, <laughs> Simona Dinnerstein. Right? And whose recent recording of Box Goldberg Variations earned the number one spot on the Billboard Classical Charts in its first week? Okay. Okay, so celebrity seating for the uh, Healing Bridges 
and girls night out thing is VIP tickets are a thousand dollars at charityfolks.com and all other seats are three fifty. Information on purchasing tickets can be t- obtained via email healing bridges events at gmail.com. And then there's a telephone number. Everything's defunct. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Now, no, no, no one's getting a career. <laughs> well, they, you know, people latch on to famous people and they want to get ahead. Like if people love famous people, they want to know them. They want to touch the hem of the garment or whatever, just get, especially in New York city where they could spot a rube a mile away. And Robin has been one since day one. So the, um, uh, the Mildred Sturd, by the way, we'll give credit to him because a great, amazing job he did for that rundown. And also, I want to give credit to Tpar, one of our listeners who told message me privately and said, "I'm a CPA. If you want me to check the financials of Fifteen Foundation, I'll absolutely do that." So he's in the process of doing that, and uh, he uh, he so far he says the Mildred Stern did a great job of it so far. But if he sees anything more, he's going to let us know. So shout out Tpar, we love you. And we are going to go into our first foray into the 15 Foundation. The first video, or audio clip rather, is Girls' Night Out announcement from April 7th of 2008. And uh, are you ready, Sam? Yo, I can't wait. Okay. What's going on, Hello. Lisa? Hi. I was there when Robin was on the Mike and Juliet show. She did a fabulous job. Yeah, I don't know. It was... Um... Not enough of her. Yeah, it was quick. It was weird. It was very quick. Right, it was, and it was like, why get me up for this? Yeah, I know. And uh, what was the reason you were on, Mike and Juliet? Are you? And you're on the View on Tuesday. Is this to promote your charity? Yes. <laughs> and you know, like, and then Robin was talking about me. I have to stop pausing, guys, because of course the thirty-second rule, and I won't keep telling you that. You'll just know from every time we we break into it. Now. The Mike and Juliet show I have, if someone was nice enough to put the video on YouTube and it's got so few views, it's almost, in, you know, it, it's, it's it completely irrelevant anyway, but um, it just kind of, they, they play some of the clips in this one, so that's why we didn't play that video. I don't think it's necessary. Because a lot of it is just fluff, like, how did you meet Howard, and why did you stay with him, and, you know, what was your origins? And then they talked up her, oh, I was a captain in the Air Force, and uh, I was a nurse, and all this horse shit. And then she, the lady says she read her book, but I don't believe it, because you would never have a monster on your show if you did. Yeah. <laughs> Very okay, true. Let's, let's keep going. Saying how weird I am to have uh, my family have a quiet little wedding, and, then, you know, and I'm thinking about how weird you are, too. <laughs> Because I started well, getting angry. I never angry. said I wasn't weird. Beth, Beth, but you're weird. Beth comes into my office yesterday, <laughs> all right? And I, and I have a bone to pick with you. So Beth, Beth comes into my office and says, yesterday I was in a real raggy mood, oh. I mean, real bad. I didn't get a lot of sleep. And uh, I don't know why. I just couldn't sleep the night before. And I was all fucking cranky. And I lost a chess game. That really <laughs> oh, disturbed me. Oh, that's what did it. Yeah. yeah. Do you need a pause? No, this is, um, I wanted to let you know, during this time period when I was going through this stuff, there was apartment stuff going on with Howard, chess stuff going on with Howard. Wedding they are stuff. just, the, yeah, and they are just non, they're just not um, in step. Robin and Howard are very in different places in their life at this point, yeah. and they're annoying each other. So you can just tell that they are taking every opportunity they can to needle each other. Yes. Uh, and I've, I've, well, we'll keep playing the clip, but I've definitely highlighted some parts where Howard uses this passive aggressive way to put callers on or yep. have games that even 
he will ask the people who are doing the games like what they think about Robin's looniness. Yeah. And but also and this this goes all the way through guys including her trip to Guatemala which is in 2010. Um but the the yeah she's Sam's absolutely right. The passive aggressive anger especially for this charity thing which makes me completely believe that Howard does not give a fucking dime to charity. Unless it's a tax write-off. And when it's a tax write-off, it's not philanthropy, guys. Just sorry. That's just the way it works. He doesn't give to charity. I have, um, when we were, well, I guess for a different show that we're preparing for, I have where he talks about how he doesn't give to charity. <laughs> I love that clip. Because I love the uh, I love just the one clip where, um, I think I've used it in an intro where uh, he's talking about Beth's, one of Beth's books, probably Oh, oh My Dog. And uh, said, uh, I don't know she says she's going to give some all the profits or some of the profits to charity. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that for? That <laughs> they came right out of them. <laughs> so, I know. It that, was like that's... a 2002 thing I was uh, listening to. Oh, really? And he said, I, I don't do the charity thing. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the uh... alma mater was one thing. Like Boston University was after him and supposedly he donated to that. But we'll never know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. The thing is, you can tax donations. Are they public records? Are there, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, if you're anonymous and you give money, obviously no one's going to know, but if you do, it's a, a tax like write off, <laughs> right? Shouldn't it be in someone's IRS forms? I suppose. I guess we could go looking. Oh God, this is going to be another deeper dive guys. We'll be finished this saga sometime around spring. So. I'll be 50. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and I should have won cause I'm, 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 I'm way better than I played. So then Beth goes, um, Robin just wrote me an email. You're buying the back of the cover of the program for $5,000 of her charity. I go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, really, what is going on? I said, first of all, I said. You promised me you would. That's no, no, awesome. I'm doing it. And I did it. I already wrote the check. But, but Beth's sending it to you because I wouldn't bring it in. Because <laughs> I was in a pissy mood. I go, first of all. Now, we also should sit, point out that Artie is in the middle of promoting Too Fat to Fish. And he's doing stand-up like a motherfucker. He's making all kinds of money, and he's in the throes of drug addiction. So he, I'm sure he loves it. It's like a vacation on the show when they start going after each other because he can just eat a Philly cheesesteak and you know, watch yeah, them just you know, devour, devour each other, the praying mantis and the manatee. And, and I haven't heard, I've heard this from some people. Uh, uh, everyone this at work. Him. Now, here's my calling you weird. <laughs> everyone at work has been hit up for money. Uh-huh. Now, not everyone. I a haven't lot of people. To them yet. <laughs> like, there's one person I guess I won't name who's like freaking out because Robin got him to pony up a thousand bucks, and he's feeling pressure because he has to give to Robin's charity, or else he's going to be like a fucking asshole. So, who is this? I'm not. I'm not saying. So, who's this person? I don't think they ever do say, but who is it? Do you figure John Hine or somebody? Hmm, I figure it's well. John Hine isn't too much of a complainer. I'd have to say $1,000 who makes them more money. And who would be, who would be so like pissed? Well, I mean, $1,000 for those guys that don't make a whole lot of money. But uh, enough. Some, Probably maybe Tim Sabian. I would say Tim Sabian. Absolutely. Yeah. Or um, one, yeah, one of the execs or one of the, one of the managers. Yeah. Tra- Tracy? No way. Tracy Millman? God, I can't even imagine that. She probably she probably wasn't even making enough for her fucking rent daily. I know. Poor yeah. honey. 
I just heard through at the, work. No, well, not quite at work. But anyway, listen, listen. Uh, so anyway, so Ralph. And then I saw like Mel Carlson waiting for you. To, he's finding out how much he's going to pony up for this charity. And I'm sitting there going, you know, this isn't right. I said, this is the, the same thing, except on a larger scale of people who sell cookies. Remember how pissed we yes, got at the yes, receptionist yes, yes. who sold cookies at work? Wait, receptionist was Scott the engineer. Scott the engineer. And then there was a receptionist, yeah. too, who was selling. Now, before we continue on that, guys. I remember distinctly that one of the complaints, you, and you're probably going to hear it, I may be uh, spoiling the, the, the surprise, that Lisa G was doing a cookie charity thing, that she was making cookies, selling cookies, and they weren't. she wouldn't say how much was going to charity. When you can't say how much is going to charity, you're trying to make more money for yourself. I'm sorry. You should be very upfront about what you're giving, what's going to charity, anytime. If you can't specify a specific amount for something like yep. a cookie, there's yep. some nefarious shit going on Abs absolutely when cookies right, through right. work and it was like it's like well, wait a second okay so best into this north shore animal league thing i bought a table and invited robin to yes. it i didn't ask you to put up money but i always give money anyway. that's up to you i would never tell you to <laughs> and i gave my time i made a movie you decided small feet you decided to <laughs> to nobly support this company of diphtheria which is a, co a country <laughs> diphtheria he called it it was eritrea diphtheria <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a diarrhea virus <laughs> diphtheria is an actual like affliction but um the uh the i think this eritrea one was uh at one at one point i think they go into it it was about genital mutilation like ritual mutil mutilation of female genitals and trying to I don't know, combat it. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I th I'm pretty sure that was part of it because I already kept making a bit about it. He starts singing about Robin saving the clitorises of Eritrea. <laughs> Which unfortunately is still like happening. I listen to the BBC and this is still a thing. Yes, it is actually. So that has what is a the thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Eritrea. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to sound so callous. No, <laughs> no. Devil. No, it's, it's, it's still an issue. a thing. It's a moron. It's important and it's still <laughs> happening. I it's apologize for my yeah. lack of giving a shit vocabulary. Thank God, <laughs> it, wasn't you, thank God it wasn't me who said it. <laughs> right. <And laughs> now, but, but you're going to get all the glory. I'm you're not gonna, getting any yes, glory. Yes, you are. You are getting all the glory, but we're the ones who really should have the glory. Well, we should be on the like Mike and Juliet show. Back. Idol doesn't give a thing. I, that's exactly right. <laughs> Idol's a bunch of fucking horseshit. The Fox Corporation is but making... I am giving. I'm giving generously. Okay, now here's the thing. She might be right about that. She might actually have been giving money anyway. But he is also right, and he's also very telling. He doesn't want to give to a fucking charity unless he's getting credit for it. Neither does she. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the idea of promoing all this is just it's astounding. Oh, that's your point of view. Hey, can I tell you about a conversation? I even said to Beth, I said, I give to charity, but maybe I'm not into diphtheria. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, go ahead, Sam. I've never listened to a conversation about giving sound more selfish in my life. <laughs> Yeah, this is doubting. So uh, I wrote the check, and, and, and Beth goes, well, do you want to bring it? Do you want to bring it to Robin? I go, no, you send it to her. <laughs> See, I told you he's weird. So is that? Am I weird about that? Am I wrong? You guys are in some weird, unbelievably I, wealthy people's problems right now. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm oh saying. I, I, I know how, See, I know how you feel because, like, okay, so like, I work with LifeBeat, but have I ever? 
called you and said, Howard, no. write me a check for life. And Robin's written checks for them. But I feel funny about the people that I work with. I'm really bad at fundraising. But Robin I don't is asking, everyone's hitting, Robin is hitting up all of her friends. Well, so Which is, you know, let's do it. When you do charity, that, that does happen. But at work, uh, I don't think I've ever, uh, I've ever hit people up for a charity. Friends, yeah, not not at work. Well, okay, if you do like a walk, like you do the JDRF walk for diabetes, yep. Yep. then you just like basically put a put a piece of paper in the break room or something and be like, if you want to give, give. Yep. If you don't, Tony. and then you just you like, I don't like, hey, here's yeah. a mass email. If you guys want to do it, I don't care if they do or they don't. It's That's kind of right. the same as like if people are doing a football pool. Like I don't, right. you know, it's just no well, one's going to shame you. Yeah, it's not past the hat so much as here's the open guitar case. If you throw in or if you don't, the case stays there anyway. And so um, it's it's uh, I'm trying to think because the other thing is you don't know what people are doing in their in their own life, what they're donating. They might be donating time. Christ, they might be donating hours working for charity for free. They might be volunteering. That's charity. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. But this is also a power situation where you are going to feel compelled to do something because Robin, whether you want yep. to admit it or not, is your boss in some sort of sense. Sure. Well, and higher, higher up for sure. Yeah. She's a celebrity. There's, there, it's just a different show. It's not an office. It's an actual, I don't know. It's a, it's a bigger deal than just a regular work office. So I think that putting them in these positions yeah. is incredibly wrong on her part especially since well, she knows what they make or she kind of has an idea what they make I, i'm pretty sure the other thing is guys and we'll let this play of course because we have a lot to get through um she it's i don't even think so much it's a celebrity thing or a power thing it's more like they don't want to have to fucking hear her bullshit if they don't donate can you imagine what kind of stink she puts or makes them feel like shit passive aggressively like well I would ask you, but I know you're not interested in donating to charity where, you know, these days someone might tell me, well, go fuck you and your charity. Stick it up your ass along with the coffee. I mean, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah. she was, she was insufferable in 2008. Uh, this is three years after she failed to sell her pilot to uh, any network. And so she was definitely looking for some kind of look at me thing. And this was her way of doing it. Absolutely. Well, it's also because she is looking at doing these uh, generous, charitable, so-called things because she wanted her own show. Yeah. So she thought that this would, you know, help. It's kind of like running for politics. How am I going to get myself noticed? I'm going to start these. I'm going to take up a cause, you know, because I really want to yeah. I want to get in the Senate. I mean, she right. was really gunning for a pilot. Oh, yeah. Let me, you, let me tell you the story. I heard a story that in the, hall, you're weird. In the hallway this week. <laughs> I'm not weird. weird. You're weird. All right. I'm unlike most people. You're I'm, weird. I'm not going to tell you the number. <laughs> yeah. okay? He's having five weddings. I'm not weird. I'm only but, having two. By the way, the two weddings, we, <laughs> were, we were in the hallway. We didn't think that was so weird. Oh, please. Plenty of people have a family wedding and a friend wedding. Get it's not out of here. It's not that weird. Oh, it, sure. It's not weird for... Stop licking his fucking ass, Gary, by the way. That is nuts. A family wedding and then a fucking friend's wedding. Like a destination yeah. wedding and then one locally for people who can't, who can't attend. I mean, eh, anyway. Sorry. It, it's, it's, it's very weird. Gary's yeah. ass kiss always right up the colon. Always. For a bunch of reasons. Number one, um, we want to just have my family to the house. And Beth's family's never met with my family. <laughs> really? <And laughs> well, that's <laughs> healthy. 
<laughs> that made me fucking laugh That's... hysterically first time I heard that. Can how many like, years? Two thousand eight. Can we replay that? <laughs> Listen, I don't know. guys, to how close they are. I, I want to. And sister has a. Get out of here. It's not that weird. Oh, sure. It's not weird for a bunch of reasons. Number one. Um, we want to just have my family to the house, and Beth's family's never met with my family. Really? And, wow. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. No, my parents. My parents have met Beth's parents, uh-huh. but like my sister hasn't met her brothers and all that. So we wanted to have some time. And then I said, you know what? I I want to include my friends. I can't include them to that. So I'll have a dinner somewhere. Well, you said to me you. He doesn't have friends. He has employees. We got that on tape too. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> He has celebrities and employees. Yeah, that's it. There, I don't understand how the family can't be involved with the friends. Now, I understand if you want to have a dinner before the wedding that your friends wouldn't be included in, fine. But why wouldn't your family be invited to your wedding? I'll tell you exactly why. If anybody's going to be fucking schmoozing with the celebrities, it's going to be him. I'm not having my, no, there's no way I'm giving Ellen access to fucking Billy Joel to talk him, talk to him and whatever network. He's just a selfish prick. That's all that is. Oh, okay. And also he's embarrassed. He's like, well, they're not famous. I am. So what should they, why should they be there? Right. Yeah. We're so getting normal. married in private. I'm not revealing all of my plans. Well, I'm doing. just going by what you we're said. We're getting married in front of our family. All right. That's not what you said originally right. to me. But so that you're the weirdo. Weird. Um, Let me ask you this. You're just talking about all the millions of people who do what I'm doing. I mean, Scott the Engineer was selling his kids candy at work. You goofed on harder than anyone. Every week you would. I love this. It's just like cannibalism. These are. This is when the show was still good. I love watching petty, horrible people eat each other alive. There's nothing better. And. Selling candy and cookies, I still don't understand why that's a big deal. That's that's to me seems more normal than asking for these big to do charity things that Robin's proposing. I think that it's more normal to just be like, hey, you want to buy a fucking candy bar for a dollar? You know what I mean? Is your daughter still in the scouts? She doesn't do scouts, but she oh. has fundraising stuff for school all the time because she's in private school. So right now I have to sell cookie dough. Like, okay, when was Annie's the last pretzels. time you had? When was the last time you bought um, Girl Scout cookies? Did they still do the the white ones and the black ones? Uh, I don't like those ones, so I oh, don't know. Fucking, I love them. But those are those are you. We got we always have orphans. I would get one of those anytime they came to the house. Uh, Girl Scouts. We would always buy up one box. The white ones would be left over for like days and days. Chocolate ones were demolished in our house. I it like was the gra- like a, yeah. grasshoppers. Those oh, are like yeah. the mint. In Canada, they have different ones. They have Pathfinders. There's certain designations. Anyway, uh, I told you about that once <laughs> charity story where I went. Um, I, Jump Rope for Heart was the one charity at the time. And it was the Heart, for the Heart Foundation. And um, I, I went to three doors into it. And I was like seven years old. This was you when you could do this. And the guy said, yeah, sure, I'll donate. And it takes the paper inside. And then he gives it back to me, slams the door. And he wrote, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) As a kid, (laughs) I showed that to my older sister, and she destroyed herself laughing, even Uh though it was so horrible. She said, "She said, Johnny, you know, these are not nice people." So, 
Let's continue. <laughs> I like and them. In there, he had some other thing you had well, to sign up thing. for and let, give money. Let me tell you the story. And Gary, you do try to sell your kids magazine subscriptions here. That's no, 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 no. I just said I got them. If anybody <laughs> I've never hit anybody up. Give scriptions anybody? A magazine subscription is pennies on the dollar compared to these VIP tables that she's selling, which I just said was... They're, they were going for three fifty per person or $1,000 for the VIP tickets. There's no more yep. or no less. You can't give less and you can't give – you can give more, but you can't give less than three fifty. Yeah. And not only so, – the other thing is with Girl Scout cookies or a magazine subscription, at the end of the day, you're get, coming away with something. At least you're getting a magazine. You're getting a box of cookies or almond chocolates or whatever the fuck. So when you do this other charity shit, it's like what are you getting? Nothing. I mean, and you're supposed these people to, yeah. work yes. so early in the morning. So the last thing they'd want to do is fill their night with this bomb of a horrible yeah. entertainment. A piano yeah. player? Wow. <laughs> I can't wait till I hear Chaikovsky by Simona Dinderstein. You know what? I think John Hines said, I need Rolling Stone, but I don't like... You didn't. You never got wind of it. Like I never. I never that's asked true. you anything. Gary so, is horrible at fundraising. The one guy he asked to pony up for life beat was me. <laughs> no, but, but but you know sometimes they'll lean on you. Like like I'll tell you like Harvey Leeds is a friend of ours and he'll call you and he'll go, you know he'll just hit you over the head. You know you got You got to do it. You got to do it. You know try to help him out with his charity, which is great. But I can't do that to people. Like I don't know how to call people. But and ask Robin, okay, charity is hitting all the people at work. Yes, she's going to raise money. She'll raise three hundred thousand dollars. Not just hitting up people at wow. work. I'm hitting so my listen, personal friends too. <laughs> Howard, listen, listen. And also, I think that so now once a year, Robin's going to find the right. new charity and basically uh, we'll support it. Oh, geez. So, so being like, I, have, I have about twenty <laughs> charities that I donate to, and so do I. Right? No, he doesn't. I, you don't. Bullshit. You believe that for a minute? No, not the second he uttered it. I was, I was thinking lie, like mm -hmm. a lie alert in my head went off. Yeah, like beep. I don't know what they are, and I don't bother doesn't, you with them. Doesn't it matter. I do support whatever I know that you do. I support some charities for cancer research. I support some uh, medical facilities. I support some uh, animal shelters. I. That's the one. That's the only thing that that was the dog. The dog shit was the the only one that I recall ever being really mentioned. You know him. If he was donating to fucking Sloan Kettering, he'd tell you. He would tell you. Go ahead, Listen. Tim. There's no reason for vagueness for telling what you donate for. If you're seeing some cancer charities, Kathy Griffin also pushed him on this when she said, what do you donate to? And he says yeah. the same vague answer, some cancer charities. Yeah. Now, just like we were talking about what we donate to, there is no reason to be no. vague. I don't say, right. you know, I donate to some diabetes thing. Right. Well, like, yeah, the war amps. Like, you, you go... And you don't, the other thing is he doesn't have to mention how much if he does donate. And when he gets vague like that, you're right. It's all, yeah, nonsense. You know, I, you, what, you whatever. Be you, whatever. I support, I, I, I set up a scholarship for some kids. I did that kind of stuff. But Robin is doing something else. She's doing an Imus. She's doing an Imus. Imus bought up all the land around his ranch with his oh, listeners' liar, money. liar, liar. I just give and give and give. I didn't buy any land. But anyway, I so now I have the back of the um now who made up the price five thousand dollars for the back of the of the program that I'm Me! you I see, that's the, <laughs> Okay, he wanted to say. So 
also I uh, was kind of going through his friends who's generous and I came across this anecdote recently on the mm. Adam Carolla show where Jimmy okay. Kimmel, he said, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, he went to a strip club with his wife, Molly. This is pre coronavirus. Okay. And the girl who was dancing for them and for Molly, they said at the end of the night, what, uh, what's your, child's tuition for school and she just said what it was and he just gave her the full year of tuition for the school mm -hmm. he just like yeah. wrote her a check and said yeah. here you go or yeah. gave her whatever cash it was just to, that he had or took it out i don't know exactly how he procured the money or the funds but said just did it yeah on the spot one of my favorite charity stories, I actually teared up when I, when I saw it on YouTube. Tony Lister, a.k.a. Zeus, wrestling fans will know who he is. He was in all kinds of, he's huge, big black guy, muscular, huge. He was in movies before he was in wrestling, and he was not in wrestling a long time. He worked on, um, God, what was the name of the movie? Armed and Dangerous with John Candy and Eugene Levy. And he said, there was a, he said that was an angel, John Candy. Like unsolicited, he just said, there was a guy on the crew, his father died during the filming. John Candy told him, go to the funeral. Pay, he paid for a private, private plane to fly him to bury his dad. He paid for the funeral, and he put him up at like a five-star hotel while the guy was in town burying his father. And made sure he was getting a paycheck while he was gone. Wow. Exactly. And, and another guy on the crew found out he was, he couldn't like he was paying his rent. He was going to lose his rent. He came over, gave him a hug and the guy went home and he found out that John had thrown like $10,000 in a wad in his pocket, in his jacket pocket. Yeah. That's and how it, you do charity guys. That's how you do charity. And yep. it, it and you leave it to those people if they want to tell their story about it. You Bingo. leave it up to them. You don't ever announce what you did. Right. And then and you're and there you're getting the recognition anyway. It may not be maybe in a smaller scale, but ultimately you do it because you want to, not because you get the recognition. And Robin was just about getting recognition. Let's then they call her. Like you can tell Howard knows because he's as much a fucking narcissist as she is, if not more. No, oh, it's so easy to tell. Yeah, I said, I said, who do you think set up the price? She's Robin. Like, so Robin decided I have to pay five thousand dollars for the back. So of the what, program? what are you going to do? Are you going to put a big picture of you and Beth on the back of the program? No. <laughs> In fact, uh, so you Beth says have. Robin wants us to write something on the back of the program. I said, well, what would Robin like us to write? I know what she wants to write. And yeah, they had a suggested thing we should write. Right. It's, a, it's like a Robin. Good uh, luck on your big you know, night. You know what mine says, and I already sent that in. Robin. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> see, like the, uh, uh, the, shit, the, the fact that she decided this is going to be $5,000, you're hitting up people who you know have money, and she knows. Do you think she's doing this to fuck with him? I, well, like I said, there's a lot of passive-aggressive not on the yeah. same page going on right now, right? and he gets annoyed even by an email. Mm -hmm. I, he just everything about them during this time period is yeah. just complete friction. Yeah, absolutely. That should be. <laughs> Don't bother me again. Don't you ever call me again. So, no, you should do. You should print that. I'm proud of Robin. On the one hand, you know what the back but, should be. You should print out verbatim Sal's apology. Uh, Ooh, that's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, both is fine. I'm going to play yours again. I love yours. Yeah. So let me tell you, this is what I heard happen in the hallway. So I don't know if I should say the number, but 
the uh, the head of our company, Mel Thomason, oh, was out funny. was out in the lobby or out out there because he stopped by to see Robin. I guess he's donating. Okay, and Mel, of course, guys, massively rich, way richer than Wiggy ever was or will be. Uh, that guy's got more money than you'll ever than any of us will ever see. So he says, Robin, what do you need? And she's like, whatever. And he he threw out a number, which is a very big number. And I heard that she said something like, "Is that the best you can do?" Oh, oh my God! No, no, no. You know what was funny? I was just about to say that's very generous. And and Jason, my my fellow girls' night out member, was like, so I was like, uh, "No, that's not enough." Jason oh, oh made God. Mel give more money. That much money? Yes. Jason Kaplan, who works. That must be those Lexapro pills. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. I, when I'm listening to this, I just feel like it sounds like a Christmas carol in Scrooge. You know, when he dies and they're all like pillaging <laughs> through the apartment. <laughs> just like the worst type of people. <laughs> and they're just all like going through his assets and what he had and who gets what and oh, what a fuck. piece of shit Scrooge was. And they're just, and he's watching them talk about him in this manner. And he knows this about himself. And it's, yeah. this is what this reminds me of <laughs> well you you don't think do you think there's there do you have any doubt in your mind an iota of doubt that when wiggy dies there won't be like ostrowski's like ripping the siding off gate castle gay skull taking all the fucking fixtures out and you know like just just taking everything he's worth and just selling it whatever getting whatever money they can for it I think that he is going to live so long that he will outlive all of those people, honestly. <laughs> Maybe us too. Probably. <laughs> he might outlive our podcast, but they'll still be out there. <laughs> oh, come on. That's Jason a lot. made me do that. He was oh. like, Yeah, make the figure happen. <laughs> oh my God! But so, somebody came by and go. Robin so just did said, Mel up it? No, no, he said no. That was it. Without that giving was any details, it just looked like someone was sticking up Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you. So Robin has this charity she's out promoting. So okay, so you were on the Juliet and uh, Mike show. Mike and Juliet. Mike and Juliet. Said, yes. And by the way, that Mike and Juliet show, there was about seven minutes of the clip. Only about a minute and a half. Meh, hold on. Maybe about two minutes is about the charity, and the rest is all about the life of Robin. If you're really about a charity, you spend the whole fucking time talking about it. That's the way I feel. And you don't need to know about the life of Robin. She's on no. the radio every single goddamn day. Well, for the intro twenty the, plus the, years before she, she walks in. Well, yeah, but also the the host is going to give you a, a, like a lead in anyway. So she's the host of the Robin. She's a host of the co-host of the whatever fucking Howard Stern show. She released, she's doing this, whatever that. And she's, you know, however many years. And they give you your bio briefly before you walk in. That's when your time, you, you do a minute of shtick or whatever. And then you talk about your, your cause. No, couldn't do that. Um, anyway, I, I just found that, yeah, yeah. obnoxious. By country for that. There's gonna not gonna be any starry, starving kids in Etheria. <laughs> Whatever. You read for her. <laughs> now he's not. He, he thinks he's being funny, but he really just doesn't even remember the fucking name. That he's just no, being a seventy-nine. No, he doesn't think he's being funny. He's a seventy-nine. He can't say yeah. Altria. He can't say diphtheria. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. What is? Uh, where is that? Robin. Oh, JD page three. Okay. I wrote all this down. So I was watching you. I enjoyed the appearance, but it was very short. And I didn't even like the teaser for Robin. 
Rob, he's, hold on for a second. We know from doing the stuff with Bob D. I didn't like the teaser. It sounds to me that he's just diminishing Robin by proxy. He's just like saying, I'm going to, I'm going to shit on how they treated you, but it's really, I think he did. I think the appearance was crap. Well, this is his passive aggressive NPD. He's going to yeah. start off by saying, well, I liked this, but yeah, but here's everything that I don't like, which is everything that is the appearance. So you can't actually tell me that I was mean and I'm being a dickhead. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? He has, he's, I think the word is sinuous. You're this serpentine, uh, yeah, you're right. human, yeah. <laughs> That's what See, he is. He's a sinuous piece of shit. I don't know if it's sinuous or sinewy. I think sinewy is is is. Maybe you're right. Robin was like Robin was uh, after. Here, listen. Still ahead. How come they never dated? Howard Stern's sidekick Robin Quivers dishes on her relationship with the king of all media. How come we never what? dated? Uh, yeah, he asked me that in the pre-interview. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a. <laughs> If at any time you guys were single at the same time, do you think you would have dated? And I'm like, oh, no. We're going to find out how come they never dated. Why didn't they ever fuck? That's what it means. <laughs> but first, he strikes. And those fucking horn sections. You can, that's like 1988 horn section as the intro. Vectin better than Botox. Does Avon and New really reverse skin discoloration? Right. I wonder, could I do that? We talk about skin discoloration next on the Deanie Petty Show. Robin's following a Botox story. <laughs> Boy, that is a that is a morning show right there. Listen to that energy. Yeah, like you know, listen to this show. <laughs> the Michael <laughs> Juliet show first. He always does that shit voice. Go ahead. I hate that. Him and that that cousin Brucey impression also fucking drives me up the wall. Uh, go ahead, Sam. I love how they are playing the intro into this, knowing that it was such crap previously yeah. like she's following a botox show you know he's including this audio on purpose <laughs> exactly there's botox and why didn't they ever fuck <laughs> come on ladies this is what we like to talk about it's our time to rejoice all the men are off working like stiffs while we're home watching tv <laughs> this out. is all his way to shit on her charity Absolutely. this is all of his way to shit on it yeah, because he can't say, I don't want to donate. I hate fucking charity. I don't want to give you credit for it. I don't want you to even plug. Sorry. I don't want you to even plug it on your goddamn show on this show. And this is how we're going to do it. Uh, okay, so here's Rob. First is a pre-tape piece. Yeah, before that Robin was too long. Up. Too long? Yeah, it was. It felt like it was longer than her actual live sit-down. I agree with you. I was like, boy, that was like a lot of yeah. B-roll. Welcome back to the morning show. I'm really, really excited about this because I've admired this lady for a long time, for nearly 30 years. By the way, that chick's had a nice body, that Julie. God, can we talk about anything but the charity? <laughs> I, I haven't dated you, Robin, but that lady's got a nice bud. Exactly. Yeah. You know? She it, sounds she's a, beautiful in I person. definitely want to pork her. <laughs> oh, there's my a, God. There's a, there's a word I haven't used since I was probably... 14 work her pork. exactly i definitely want to pork her okay maybe and he's promoting just, let's the, just like leave that there keep going he's, pro he's promoting he's promoting the porky's remake i'd be like hey, hey juliet let's go pork hey how can we have him fucked oh fuck well, now we're using it in different ways we don't rob him one but what about you we don't rob him won't give me he lives in uh, artie's town 
She said she'd hook Artie up. Oh, I know who she is. I think I, I've seen her around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I banged her. Today on the show, <laughs> at, least, at least Artie's a little more current. Why hasn't she fucked Howard? And new ways to wash your dishes. <laughs> Here's our next guest has been the sole female voice on the Boys Club, known as the Howard Stern Show. You love him or hate him, I love him. Howard Stern has revolutionized radio. And it's hard to think of a Howard Stern without a Robin Quivers. Possible. Better get used to it, guys. If it does, if he does take any kind of lowball contract, she won't be there. Behind every funny man is an accomplished setup artist. They detected a woman's nipple ring, Howard. And in the case of the self-proclaimed king of all media... All right, so there was a whole long history of Robin segment. Then Robin finally makes it out on... I'm not going to play that whole long right. one. But let's be honest. It's, it might be bad, but it's mostly I don't want to hear more about Robin than I have to. I just want to hear enough to make her sound and look like an asshole. Yes. Yeah, that's why you're cutting that short. Segment, but here's Robin's uh, interview. Please welcome Robin Quivers! <laughs> you look good, you look thin. That's oh, thank good. You. Thank God, right? Because you're on there talking about. <sighs> the and by the way, guys, I will put a picture up in 2008 what she looked like. She was thinner. Thinner. She looked fine. She looked regular. Yeah, I mean, she's still overweight, but she was way less overweight than she was uh, the year previous when she was doing that race car driving. She looked like the fucking Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in those racing leathers. But um, and and I mean, ultimately, who gives a fuck? We're not we're not here to you know yeah. tear apart her awful weight loss yo yo thing. But yeah, and that's the first thing he focuses on. You look good. You look good. That's important. That's the most important. Yeah, fuck your history. You look great. Yeah, yeah, and fuck what you're doing with your charity as well. <laughs> Sister. I'm a sister. See, that's a black thing? I don't know. I was just, I didn't even hear that till now. <laughs> I was too busy focusing on myself. I never remember that I'm black. Yeah, sister. Oh, look at. It might be funny when Artie does it, but it's certainly not when Howard does it. I'm sorry, guys. Howard has to always go any chance he can get that angle in where he can do Louis here. Andy. Yeah. I mean, we should just do a, what's it called? Yeah. Like a fast thing where he just says, looky here over the years and just see oh, how yeah. many times he crowbars that in. Oh, God. At least it's got to be a thousand. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, Amazing. Well, thank you. That master cleanse worked, huh? Well, you know what? I well, haven't it, done the master cleanse in a long time. So, you what know, are you doing I, to keep fit? I start, I became a vegan, actually. Oh, so, no, I, I was going to yeah. say, what can I do to follow you? <laughs> a vegan. Go ahead, Sam. You, you so she can't still be a vegan, right? No fucking way. Not a fucking chance. Because and I the, have friends that yeah. are vegans. There is not a chance in hell they could be fat. Well, yeah, a vegetarian could, but a vegan, there's no way unless they were cheating. And because, um, uh, I mean, you could eat, you know, <laughs> there's nothing keeping Coca-Cola out of your diet if you're a vegetarian. Um, I, I really admire people who... Like I have uh, two it's girlfriends tough. who they cook. They their whole family is vegan. They live uh -huh. by they live and die by it. And yes. they're thin, happy, fit people. 
Yeah. I mean, I think the only vice they have is probably alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I think they do like, you know, not, I don't know if it's different drinks or what they, whatever they do, but I think it's really hard to be vegan. It's so a, it's I a, don't I was, think I was you can say, be fat. No, vegan. it's a, it's a, you have to, cause there's so many, um, you have to find just the right vegetables to, um, by the protein and the, the nutrients that meat will give you even fish. Uh, if you're going to be a vegan, you have to be very smart. It's not, it's not for the, uh, dilettantes like Robin cause she can't cook. She did that fucking vegan cookbook and, and there, there's videos of her cooking on there on the, um, on the oh, internet. Yes. That was sort of funny. We'll go through those. Maybe one of them just to show you exactly how useless she is. She's a, she's a, she can't boil water. She's useless as tits on a bull. And, um, yeah. Everybody goes, Oh, forget it. <laughs> If that's what you're doing, forget it. I'll be fat. It's so it's so good to meet you. I've always wanted to interview you because I read Quivers a life. (laughs) So did we? Wow. You know how Howard always plays that sappy music. Whatever. That was probably one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she don't shut up that broad. (laughs) Now they're playing the other restless music. Could uh, you imagine if they were talking about one of Howard's appearances on Kimmel or Letterman and Robin was the one, you know, shitting all over it, narrating the show and saying, oh, for fuck's sake, can you please yeah. get, wrap this up with this awful bit? Can you please hurry up with your uh, dress on the Letterman stage? Let's go. Let's get exactly. this over with. Yeah, you know, I know. And I couldn't hear the music. I didn't know that was going on. Yeah. You know how I uh, lost all this weight? I eat Jews for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Jews and coffee. I've ever heard. Absolutely. But this is a fascinating book because you really have become, Mom. I mean, a major star in your own right. In addition to Howard Star, you kind of you got out of that spotlight where you can end the music now, guys. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I found so fascinating about your book and about your story is that you know you were a nurse. You had a made you had a life. You had a career before yeah. this whole show. <laughs> she had no career, guys. I mean. She went eventually, if you read the book, um, she fails upwards the entire time. And so yeah, Sam, they didn't, she didn't read the book because no, when she, she says, Oh, it. you know what? I'm she cliff noted it at best or just Wikipedia it because yeah, there's no way if you read that book, you think of Robin as a nurse or some sort of amazing Successful. person in the air force. They in her blurbs, you you read that she's in the Air Force and that she was a nurse. If you read the book, right. you read she just kept failing upwards and wanted to die and get out of it as yeah. much as she can. She even had to owe money back yeah, because she was getting a paycheck and she knew she wasn't being paid the right amount salary for what she was doing, but didn't say anything. There's and one then clip. There's one clip. I the hope... Air Force. We are going to play it. Her. Did you do you remember? I, there's one clip we're gonna have to play during this saga at one point where she's on. I can't remember what show, but I definitely have it. It's maybe it's one you sent me. It's in, during this period where she goes, "I had to stay. I was forced to stay longer in the Air Force." She wasn't forced to. She had to. She chose to because she owed so much money. She decided, well, to make it more palatable, I'll stay another six months because otherwise she'd have to give more of her paycheck than you know stretching it out a little longer. Because she, over, she she goes, in the book, I think it said something like, um, she said something like, I chalked it up to me being a great money manager that I had so much more money to spend. I know. <laughs> it was insane. So then that's why when people say that this is, wow, I didn't even know this about you. You didn't read the book. Because then you no. would have realized she's just a fucking shit failing upwards. Yeah. 
school started, a nurse in the Air Force. Absolutely. How did yeah. that, how did you get out of that? And she wasn't a nurse in the Air Force. That's the other fallacy. She was a nurse. And she was in the Air Force, but not at the same time. Go into and this. she joined it hungover. Yeah. She, she did, somebody signed, said, let's sign up for this. She was hungover and just wanted to right. get off the phone. So she signed yeah. up for the Air Force hungover just to get off the phone with someone. Right. And it's a woman's fault for calling her and harassing her. That's why she joined. It wasn't Robin's fault. Easy. You, when you <laughs> choose a career path, it's hard to get out of it because it gives you your life yeah and to think that you're going to give it all up and just do something else and it's going to be equivalent is ridiculous especially on the howard i mean well you and you don't go out of it thinking yeah. you're going into the howard stern show like that God. i probably wouldn't <laughs> 27 if somebody years, told me. <laughs> yeah, seriously, if somebody told you that this was going to happen, would you have been sh The first day you started working with him, what did you think? The first day I started working with him, I thought he was crazy. Okay, uh, crazy knows crazy. <laughs> because he kept talking to me. I was the news person. Does he, does he ever do anything that really freaks you out? I mean, because you're always, you sit there and you laugh, and I've listened <laughs> to you guys forever. And I mean, he freaks me out all the time because he's so bizarre in a normal way, you know, like he's a, he's a, an okay guy. You know, he's a great guy, as a matter of fact. Hey, what was that? What? Uh, <laughs> that's what bothered him mostly. That's, you could tell that's exactly why he got fucking pissed off at this because they're knocking him. And you know, <laughs> this, this is also as we continue, everyone he passively aggressive through these whole years of this charity and whatever promotion she's doing with it, he finds his way to crowbar in some sort of negative spin on it, whether it's with callers or games or conversation, and he puts it on other people. So mm -hmm. what do you think about this Bob from so-and-so? Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's a pro, pro forma for the, for the Wigmeister. Correct yourself. No, He's an okay sort of, guy. I was trying to say you're like sort of normal, mm -hmm. you know, like you're just a, a regular guy, but you have all these quirks. <laughs> way, to way to walk it back, Robin. <laughs> you're 34 telling 79 that <laughs> she's not calling him crazy, even though she just called him crazy. But as, but even Howard himself has called himself crazy. Yeah, don't you do it though. A complete uh, narcissist, a... Uh, yep. OCD ridden yep. insane neurotic person so why are you surprised that anyone is calling you exactly what you call yourself oh right don't do yeah. it that's right <laughs> Robin wait you'll hear how much better I kissed Howard's ass on Jimmy uh... that's why it was a good appearance <laughs> <laughs> and he does you know all the normal things he's a great dad you know a great partner all of that stuff <laughs> best. but then when are you getting married Robin tell us Sorry, guys. Every time I hear that bullshit about him being a good father, when by his own admission, he's going, I'm an okay father. <laughs> That's Let's the see. Most 2000, 2008. I think. 2008. Was Emily talking to him at this point? When did the New York Post article come out? 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a little later than that, actually. Yeah, mm. possibly a little later. Yeah, no, it might have been actually, yeah, 2000. I'll have to look at that one up, but that was such a great one. Yeah, well, they, I'm sure they were thrilled about just the family wedding with the Ostrowskis. Yeah, Chevy Chase is fucking toast. Sometime in the fall. But he was just describing his wedding to us the other day. And he said, I think what we're going to do is get married alone. 
and that's going to be hard for you not to be there. And, and then he's going to have a little party for their families. And then he's going to have another party for his friends. And I looked at him and I said, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's already spent a minute and a half like trashing him, essentially. This is now that I'm That's, hearing this again. Yeah. There is just beyond the charity. The charity is a layer above this Beth wedding thing. This mm -hmm. is eating at Robin. The way the engagement went down, how you're not going to get married, the Keith Avalo conversation before they got married. There are these things that are bothering Robin about him and mm -hmm. how he's going about the wedding Yep, that she can't express to him, I guess. So now she's just kind of taking her shots where she can. And now this charity element is allowing Howard to respond, but it's all passive aggressive responses. Interesting. So do you think, what is it? Do you think it's, um, Oh, Beth's becoming more important to him than me. Is it, uh, she's not involved. She's not allowed to be involved really so much. She's on the periphery and she's upset about that. Well, I think it is. She's less involved with, uh, their life. Mm -hmm. Beth's life. Beth is mm -hmm. becoming more of a focus on the show when I was researching this, which is yeah. annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't recommend it guys. <laughs> <laughs> let us do the heavy lift. Let, let us do the heavy lifting. Oh, fuck. And <laughs> uh, I also think the wedding, she probably thought she might have been a bigger part of it. And that's just not the case. Yeah. So she's getting marginalized by this whole wedding mishigash. And he's not being honest in regards to how his family feels about it. And so when he says, we're going, they're meeting my family for the first time. And she goes, oh, it's, they're not having the conversation she wants to have openly and honestly. So they're using these sort of functions of TV and the charity and callers to take, take it out on each other. That like they're the really fucking like, pissed. Like the $800 bottle of wine is a fuck you to him as well? That was more direct, though, because at least he brought that up to her face after the fact. But well, after the fact, yeah. They do this with each other where it's we're not going to talk about what we're really mad about. We're just going to passive aggressively keep digging at each other. That's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes for great radio. <laughs> well, we want to talk more about you when we come back and take a quick break. Robin Quivers when we return. <laughs> Right, that was segment one. And that went well, but it was very brief. Well, she's, you know, sort of perfected that Dick Cavett thing of making her questions really long. <laughs> yeah, you barely got time to talk. It's about her, yeah. Thank God. All There's right. a scene in uh, the new Rolling Stone movie, Shine a Light, where Dick Cavett asks Mick Jagger a question, and then Mick looks at him and goes, I can't remember the question. Yeah, I saw that over the weekend. That's funny. It was great. That, that's a funny part. I'm the bizarre guy, but you know, she should have said, but you put coffee up your ass. <laughs> okay, Sam. <laughs> I had to wait till that one. Don't think for two seconds either Howard doesn't enjoy the fact that he's always, if Robin or Artie or whoever's doing a personal appearance, mm -hmm. Howard is must be mentioned he says yep. that he doesn't like it or he pretends that uh don't bring my name up don't be a part of it he secretly loves it now loves does it. he love it when he's being brought up in this way probably not probably not 
Look, <laughs> you count. You put coffee up your ass. You count. All right. Here is uh, so <laughs> you have phantom back pain. That's true. <laughs> I can't believe she said that. Phantom back pain. So you you think that's you think that's an allusion to the he she knows he's 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 you know com- fin One hundred thousand percent. I never caught that. I yeah. never caught that. She just said phantom back pain. This is just this is wow. amazing. Yeah. Two narcissists fighting in the trenches of passive aggressive like warfare. Coffee <laughs> up your ass, counting coffee. Fact. Phantom back pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it really is like there was a jo- was a joke Sam Kinison said about the um the first Iraq war and he said the Scud missile was like he goes, if Kmart was a weapons dealer, they would make the Scud missile. He goes, What you do is you you fire it out of the trunk of your car. And then you go to CNN and see where it landed. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're back with Robin Quivers. Um, So good to have you here again. I'm so thrilled to meet you. Tell us a little bit about this charity that you're working with. You got to, basically, you're with all your girlfriends, so why not, instead of talking about guys all the time, Absolutely. Help, tell people out. I got sick of it. You know, we get together and we have these long weekends. It's a long weekend of talking about my relationship, their relationship, <laughs> and how badly they're going and what we need to do with these men. And so we said, you know, we have all this energy. We can actually do something for somebody else. And, and We then- could go hit up all our friends for money. Uh, uh, <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> That's for the phantom back pain. Bitch. Yeah, absolutely. What a roundhouse. Oh, uh, I should have something. That. We could go hit up our friends for money. That's what you should say to them. <laughs> All the people we know, I'm pretty it's sure we can put together a bunch of people. She's trying to laugh it off, but she's upset by that. Yeah, go ahead. And you thought we were going to talk about this. <laughs> this is phenomenal. <laughs> I, just, I didn't realize it might be that good. Well, get some money out of them. To talk have about. you donated, Lisa? No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I just didn't want to add four more hours of saga <laughs> to, to an already long saga. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Lisa, G, Lisa G better start baking. Yeah, exactly. But I have an idea. Uh, What's I, your I, idea? Uh, cookie sale? No, no, no. Just the Howard 100 News team as a whole. Maybe we'll contribute something. <laughs> Want more cookie? <laughs> yeah, from, we'll write a check. You see what you've done? You see how silly this is? What? Now everyone's sitting there trying to write checks and figure all this out and how much they should give. Now I'm starting to feel guilty. Yeah. Well, because you got to kind of do it. It's Robin. You gotta kind of do it. You don't have to do anything, nah, but it would people be nice. Are, people are feeling that way. <laughs> okay, guys. So, 15 Foundation doesn't actually get started until spring, early spring of 2010. But as early as two years before that, she's already, like, uh, like ch- charities up the ass. Charities, like, no end. And then hitting people up at work who, a lot of them just don't have the fucking money to live in New York, let alone give to some of your bullshit charities. Now, I'm not saying this charity wasn't any good, but, you know... Uh, hold on for a sec. One. Ready? You donating? <laughs> I, I will be donating. <laughs> See how everybody's just like, yeah. Can we talk about this? So, Fred, am I allowed to ask how much you're giving? Because we all. Everyone knows I gave five grand for the back. No, I think you guys should give what you give. Don't look to me to be the barometer. Fred, I know what I'm seriously, give. Fred. What are you giving? You know what? I'll tell you guys after I give it to her. I want everybody well, else thank to sweat. You, Fred. Yeah. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, awkward. Again, if you want to be charitable, just give the thing. But this is not even about the charity. This is about passive-aggressive swipes toward each other. Also, listen to how he's taking this direct tone about her being, uh, I guess, 
a pain in the ass to the rest of the staff for putting mm-hmm. this upon them. Later yep. in 2010, this is 2008. So in 2010, yep. when this comes up about the Caroline's charity night and Sal and Richard's table and donating and mm-hmm. the assistant who was taking over the desks, mm-hmm. he has a completely different tone because now I don't know exactly what the dynamic how it changed but he's putting it on other people like well see guys robin's you guys forget she's just trying to be charitable but i i mean they want me to tell you like uh something because you're inconveniencing everyone but you know it's for good cause yeah but it's not me saying that it's other people i'm just telling you what they feel Meanwhile, he went on in May of that year. He goes, yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm hearing too much about this charity shit. You'll hear it all guys. I'm sorry. And yes, it's going to be a little repetitious. I'm sorry, but that's the nature of these types of sagas. Uh, you're going to hear some similar stuff over the, over the while, but we want to be as complete as possible. Cause if I set the bar, if I set the bar, then these guys might cheap out. So I'm not doing it. I'm not doing No, I'm not going Artie's route, but I'm not saying. Well, I don't know I, I gave, a, I gave a thousand on. and a check, and then I gave my tickets, which got about eleven hundred bucks at auction. The Yankee tickets. And I guess I'm gonna have lunch, and au- they're gonna auction off having lunch with me. People See, can watch me. You so Artie's given money, tickets that cost him money, and now he's his somebody time. he auctioned off his time. So there you go, charity. And he and he makes less than Howard, Robin, and Fred. Uh, Gar- and- and Bowie, when we found out when he got mailed right. Gary's check <laughs> and found out he was making less than Bowie, I, I'm sure that fucking pissed him off to no end. And that's when Artie got passive aggressive with Bowie about the Afghanistan thing. That's a whole other saga. And I don't blame him. Like all that fuck, you're, you're this shithead producer sleeping on the job is making more than you. Well, I, I, I've told you this. I've talked to Florentine about that trip. Yeah, yeah. That was as bad as you can imagine. Oh, I can, be- <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah, I can believe it. Food. No, but I also gave a thousand dollars. Right. And the Yankee tickets cost me money. That's, you know, that's so what, that it's about. A, I've given about two grand in money, and you know. Uh-huh. I, I, I honestly, I didn't feel pressure to do it. I just you know. no, come on. Thank what you, if you Artie. didn't do it? You fucking lie. I don't. What, what, I don't think it would be yeah, any different. I wouldn't treat him any differently. Mm. She treats me like shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen, go ahead in Detroit. Before we go into that, guys, the other the bone I have to pick with Bowie about the Afghanistan thing is okay. Already was a drug addict in the throes of addiction when that all that shit happened. He went on the air and he talked about oh, already was drunk. Like he was sure he was fucked up and walking around, staggering around and being angry and yelling and shit. But in his first book, he leaves that out. And his sorry, not his first book, the first printing of They Call Me Baba Bowie, he leaves that story out. But then for the fucking paperback, he puts it in. This is after Artie's on the show. This is how much you care about him. You need him to sell your Artie to sell his corpse to fucking sell your book, asshole. So fuck you, Bowie. I agree with you. And I also think during this time period when, like we said, we were researching this, Artie had a lot of addiction issues during this time period. Mm -hmm. I think his addiction was also a scapegoat for Robin and Howard to kind of deflect off the tension that was going on between them, which I never realized until I really started researching this 15 foundation shit. And I was like, Oh, this is like something that they can just kind of take, go back in their corners and start uh-huh. putting and the fo- putting the focus on Artie and let's take it off the fact that we want to kill each other. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because now we can have a mutual enemy. 
Good morning, Howard. By the way, guys, all that money you're giving, it's going to buy me a really nice Bugatti. <laughs> How do we even know Robin put the time and energy into really checking the charity out? Does all 100% of the money go to the kids? Yeah, the money yes. could be going to, like, yeah. weapons or uh, something. Guys, you know? Not 100%, but a majority of the really? money. I mean, the people who run the charity, uh, I guess they are supported by the charity. Because I've never heard of this country. What? <laughs> So she didn't even research what the fuck she's giving, raising money for. The first thing so, you do when you're choosing a charity is you find out transparency. You find out exactly how much is being eaten up by administrative costs and if it's worth your fucking time. And then you move on or you go with that one. That's number one. If you're a smart person, we know she's not smart, but then hence well, why you're hearing all this shit. Sam? Didn't you, you were the one who brought up the grift with uh, the email where yep. she... What did she do? She sent money. She got an email claiming it was it was like some guy, some scammer saying he was already sister. And she just, oh, yeah. she, she said she was traveling and she needed money sent to her right away. So she Western unioned this guy, I don't know, a couple grand thinking it was already sister. Not, not thinking for a minute. Why in God's name would she be there? Why would she tell Robin? Why wouldn't she call Artie or someone else? So basically... What? As the mental capacity of somebody who like is having Alzheimer's and needs a life alert bracelet, you think that she checked the charity? Not yeah. a chance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Need weapons? And, and it Never. actually does exist. Look at this. Are you sure? She fell for the scam. Are you going to yes. go to the country and visit? Uh, I am going to go there via videotape. <laughs> like I'll bring a camera in and I'll watch. This <laughs> is the picture of our benefactor. <laughs> you walk around a picture of Robin the whole country. Right here. This is called this. <laughs> Are you, the president? are you the president of your Yes, I am. You're the president <laughs> yes. of your And you're also the I'm <laughs> That is my name, president. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. You know what's so insane, though, is, yeah, they're giving her shit that she should be given. I, I'd say, I, all right, fine. But the fact that nobody gives a shit when Beth comes on and does the doggy kitty bullshit with the books in the... Yeah. Just the vanity projects, one after another, <laughs> and that that doesn't get any. You can't Blowback. say anything back to that. It's the I, boss's that's wife. Crazy. It's the boss's wife, but it's also something that if it was, let's say, Amanda Pete, he would goof on it for three hours at a clip. Uh, yeah, Amanda Pete right. was like Hester Prynne in the Scarlet Letter. It's just no winning. <laughs> Great, Ralph. <ref. laughs> what is the name of your country? It is Eritrea. Eritrea. Yes, yes. Eritrea. Okay. What is the problem, Mr. President? What is the problem that Robin's helping you with? Uh, the girls, are, girls are what? Getting uh, sexually abused? Girls are getting sexually abused. No, 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 President. We're trying to start a, a, a mix American over. And then Fred showing his completely unfunny chops and his shitty impression. Who Who is the worst at impressions? Besides Wiggy, we know he's awful. Robin's got to be the worst, but Fred's like, they're all within spitting distance of each other in terms of how shitty they all are. Robin's the worst, but this is horrible. No, yeah. you know what? Howard's the worst. The only good impression he does, and it's not even, it doesn't even exist anymore because he's such a mental patient, is his parents. Yeah. So he even messed that up. Yeah. There. A lot of refugees, a lot of women. <laughs> so did Ricky Mandel come over? Uh, have no 
invisible means of support. We're trying to get Ethiopian strippers to, mark, to match up with Eritrean strippers. Can I request... Should be good company. Can I request the president of Eritrea calls Jim Florentine to see if he can get Robin to do more? Mr. President. <laughs> Hello, Jim. How are you doing? How's it going over there? We need implants. Tell Robin. We need... <laughs> see, okay, there's already, like, producing the show now. Saying like, saying like, let's get him off this fucking shit impression by putting him back to something he can sort of do, which is Jim. He does a decent impression to Jim. He does. I actually, I like his impression of Jim. I was sad when that stopped because we are no longer allowed to bring up comics of past. Yeah, or or funny. Putting it down in the memo. First, I got to go talk to Jason, all right? Robin, what are the girls, and what, what is the problem with the girls? There are a lot of women who don't have any means of support because their husbands were killed. It's a. Um, oh, give me Jason. Oh. It's a number. And we'll uh, provide them with micro loans so they can start oh. small businesses. God bless her. I miss the one. Yeah, it was so good. It, do you find yourself now? Let me ask you for serious. Do you find yourself <laughs> interjecting that the like, wan? That was like the Jackie laugh when they she would talk about yeah. dead children, and they would start playing the Jackie laugh or Jackie would <laughs> laugh. <at you>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do I find myself what? When certain sad things happen, or. When people start complaining in your head, do you sometimes go, wah? Because I do it all the time in my head. I have well, the arty wah. Unfortunately, on, unfortunately yeah. Like you guys are going to hear the Machine Gun Kelly breakdown that we did. And when he started going about how you know his mother left him and <laughs> he was a mission, she was meant to be, his dad went to be a missionary. Like, wah, my dad took me to Egypt. Wah. <laughs> I just I find myself always having the wham right yeah. right there for the taking. Yeah, um, exactly. Fred's impression is so horrible. I can't. He's ruining this. You know what it reminds me of? It's like yeah. Earth Dog Fred. Oh yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger in a blender. It's awful. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Fred Fred was always like this sledgehammer impression of anything. It was always just meant to be filler more than anything. And I think the only impression, yeah, Jim, he did a decent impression of Jim. That's about it. When he was doing the Kurt Waldheims, I never laughed at that. Never fucking laughed at no. that shit. Yeah. He never knows when to stop either. Like with the that's Ronnie right. impression, he never knows when it's enough. It's right. enough. Right. And Artie was guilty of that later on, especially too. He would he would do he would beat stuff into the ground. Unfortunately, they okay. become self sufficient. About macro, and they also support and sponsor children orphaned by AIDS. You're not going to put those in the box. <laughs> You're going to steal the money, are you, Mr. President? Oh no, no, it doesn't no. go to the president. By the way, look at my new house in Monte Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize that Zabiba, the woman who founded Healing Bridges, was a little girl Zabiba, who lived <laughs> in an African village with her family? A simple little village. Had never Got to stop it for the 30 seconds, guys. Never even been to the city before. And they became refugees, went to the capital. Then they escaped to Saudi Arabia at one point. She's coming out with a cookbook, 100,000 ways to cook termites. <laughs> okay, well, another fucking unfunny crowbar joke. Yeah, Sam. Okay, just this story alone sounds like, you know, Brendan Murphy's bio. It's It sounds like a grift. Yeah. 
we're just going to yeah. name a bunch of foreign countries and some what how are the means that the funds are going to get to the supposed ways you're supposed to be helping this country right, right. and that was, that's a problem with a lot of african uh, charities for african countries because like live aid was one of the biggest because it got a lot of um, flack as to where the money was diverted to and did it actually get to the people it was supposed to the original live aid um concert and all the uh, donations because stuff got siphoned things got held up at borders because of whatever you know a uh, dictator was operating certain countries at the time as opposed to you know um making sure that there was some uh, infrastructure in place to make sure that this stuff could have a route into the, c the countries that they were directed to go to so again uh, charities are are not perfect all of them but some of them are <laughs> way less perfect than uh, perfect than others sam <laughs> No, yeah, North Shore Animal League. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Is that right, Zabiba? Oh, yeah, you build a bonfire and they turn my fly into the flames and we grab them. To get away to Italy so wow. they could come to the United States. She had quite a sojourn getting to mm -hmm. this country. And then had, was this little African girl who didn't, you know, even, you know, they lived in little huts and stuff. Hold on for a minute. I have to look that up. A temporary stay. She stays somewhere temporary. She had quite a sojourn. She didn't use that correctly. Oh, she's using it as a... <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't a, you know, like right. a modern place, and all of a sudden she's on the streets of America? Now I gotta look Steven, up sojourn. Steven, you're on the air. <laughs> I'm building a mansion made of mud. Steven, go ahead. Good morning. Uh, Robin, I'm at a loss. My mother's about your... She's a peer of yours. She's about the same age. Uh-huh. And it seems lately I can't get through to her. Everything, if, if she says it's red, I say it's blue. It's like it, constant. Well, who cares, Pete? Go ahead. Yeah, what do I? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in his indirect way. He was telling you you're a fucking wackadoodle. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. What got to do with know. that? Pete, you're on the air. <laughs> Tell it Robert, what, what is going on with her? Is this, this is her next career move. She had no idea even how to pronounce the name of the country. She's got your whole staff working for her charity. What, what's going on with her? There is, there is, there's a lot of people working on the charity who, it's true, who are involved. Okay, yeah. Okay. And they give people shit for days over Scott the Engineer's cookies or Gary's son's something that he has to mm -hmm. sell for. I mean, this is by far worse in that sort of realm. But again, this is Howard's way of just passively, aggressively poking. And no offense, yeah. but I think she deserves it a bit. Yeah. A lot of people. Jason. Jason. What's wrong with the pad? He takes notes. <laughs> well, Jason takes up a lot of space as well. <laughs> Pete, you're I'm angry. I'm the face of the charity. Oh, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you feel it's a look at me kind of situation? Oh. All right. Well, there he's gone. He's angry with you, too. You see? I guess. Everyone's angry with you over there. Coming, coming, <laughs> coming from the guy who last year just opened Bianca's, oh, it's be Beth's furry friends now and for the tax purposes, but it's Bianca's furry friends shelter. And he put a fucking football field of a picture of himself on the Rolling Stone cover in the lobby. 
<laughs> it doesn't get much more rock and roll than kittens, guys. <laughs> Could you imagine John Bonzo bottom with like kittens uh-huh. on the symbols and on the high hats? <laughs> you might have to Photoshop some classic rock photos, like Kiss at the you know the fucking Cobo Hall in Detroit, and a bunch of kittens on stage. <laughs> make, make a Keith Richards doing blow off a kitten's tail. <laughs> Frank Zappa solo, and there's a kitten on the neck of the guitar. Auction going right Everybody can go on and. See you could have lunch with Artie Lang, you could have dinner with Girls Night Out, the whole group of us, and you could come visit the studio. Bong hit Eric, you're on the air. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. This guy's Hey, uh, Robin, I do have to say, you did look good, but it's funny how they ask you how, like, is Howard the crazy one, but little do they know, they're speaking to a vegan who likes to masturbate with vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> You love certain callers. Yeah, he's one of them because I like the bong uh, gurgling in the beginning. But I definitely uh, miss callers like that versus, you know, apples and whatever. Yeah, Jim from the back Jim from the back off. I mean, uh, Michigan. Uh, (laughs) Chris Wilding, bad impression, number five. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there was also like Cyrus was another one. He was great. He passed away during the course of the show sometime. And then there was a guy, Mark from New Jersey, who would always call in the wrap up show. He was in the finance thing and he always had incisive stuff to say. And his voice was very unique. Um, I liked um, Boston guy. What was his name? Uh, Jim from uh, Boston. No, uh, he was he was always Dick kind of Tommy from Alden. Tommy from Alden. <laughs> I hated him. I, he's, he's just like a, I thought like he was a, such a dick. <laughs> he was, but he, he was good, like in terms of fodder. But I thought, it, yeah, racist piece of shit. But that's why yeah, she right. loves vegetables. Yeah, that's but right. you did look good. You know how they had you do the little spin there, and your ass looked nice and small. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. She put herself together. Uh, Dan, you're on the air. Is uh, yeah. What's up, Howard? Yeah. I cannot believe I finally got through, man. I love you guys. But listen, everybody's making a big deal about Robin and her losing weight and stuff. You take her pants off and look at all the stretch marks and see that her fucking nipples are pointing on the ground looking for contact lenses. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think? You're you're Will or Jason. you got to let this call go through to Howard. What do you type exactly on the thing that he's got to see who's calling in about what? That's another reason why you know they're passive aggressively hating each other because that call has to get through. Now you can lie. You yeah. can lie. And yeah. he pulls up the call. But I don't yeah. believe that. I believe they said Robin's weight loss is nothing to write home about. Oh, yeah. The way I they're it, presenting it. I think it's negative call, negative call, negative call, and then they just let it through. If they're really in a, they know how to, the thing works and they want negative shit because they know it's also going to be more entertaining. Now, how many calls do you think they got that they didn't push through about Beth and her crooked Snoopy boob job? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, eventually, they, had to, like, they, pro- they probably ran out of, uh, like, caller ID. <laughs> like, you know, I... <laughs> block caller block or whatever the fuck. There's got to was... be some kind of... Picture two know. cupcakes, one cherry sliding off the top and one's <laughs> pointing straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, getting this fucking, she's getting this phony. Well, know, I resent that. Well, <laughs> hey, 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 don't talk about my meal ticket that way. Hey, Fuck off. <laughs> Sucks, man. She has nothing but boring stories, fucking Yenta stories. Oh, She's got to fucking go. You listen to every fucking thing she does, and not half the people don't give a fuck about. You're it's right. It's like a manly show. 
It's not about the fucking flowers and cupcakes and shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like that. oh, it's a manly show. Do you think that they enjoy <laughs> Cocktober now? <laughs> Dancing with the stars back then. Aww. We do all kinds of news stories. What oh, are you, you talking you about? You face it. You suck. Face right. your grandma. Well, what? first of all, Robin's titties are firm as can be. No, I wouldn't say that. Well, you had that operation. <laughs> they were never firm before or after. Jim don't tolerate unfirm titties. Oh, and Robin, are there stretch marks from you losing the weight? No. No so stretch do. marks and her nipples, are they present themselves like those elevator buttons? Straight out. <laughs> Frank, you're on the air in New York. Hey, Howard, can I talk to um, Oprah? I mean, Robin? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, Oprah Quivers over there? Could she go back to racing cars, Howard? Please. Right, well, maybe she will. <laughs> I gave up car racing this year because of the charity. Uh, Lisa, go ahead. Oh, we, we were finishing Robin's story. Okay. She, she, by the way, she ran in one race and she came like 14th out of 17th. How, <laughs> what a, I, I understand like the zest of life and, you yeah. know, you have a certain amount of money and you want to go do whatever you want. But how sure. do you go from riding horses to race car driving? Well, they're both life-threatening, you know, sort of hobbies. Because, I mean, if you're Christopher Reeve, you certainly would like to kill every horse you ever saw. Um, but um, the she, it, it's between the two of them. They've given up more fads than exist. I than, under you know. I know they're just such flippant. Both of them. We talk. We always talk about how Howard is so flippant about his hobbies and doesn't mm -hmm. stick with anything. Yeah, she's the same. Yeah, and if you count her diets, her fad diets as you know, kind of phases. She's had dozens of phases. You know, the witches, the the going in the witch's <laughs> coven, the uh, beads behind the ears, the green drink, the master cleanse. She's yo-yo dieted her entire fucking life. And it's clearly, she's just a stress eater. Like she's a stress binge eater or it's comfort food for her, which is for well, a lot we, of people, that's what food is. We're not even taking that leap. She has admitted in Quivers of Life, partially yeah. some of the true stuff is that right. her... Her way of coping with anything is eating ice cream. Absolutely. That was that was the go-to <laughs> friendlies. Okay, she's back. Now, this is her second segment on the Juliet and Mike, Mike and show. Juliet. Mike was out sick. So what did you decide to do? Thank God Mike was out sick, so Robin wouldn't have even gotten a word in. <laughs> we decided that we, as a group, would, and, and Howard thinks this is funny, we named ourselves. And uh, the name is? The Girls' Night Out. So... <laughs> That's our little yeah, that's every night for me. <laughs> Even you're laughing at it. <laughs> There's an awkward pause, like like preceded by a very awkward shit fake laugh by Robin, who has to because guys, people I don't know if people uh, they've heard listen long term listeners of the show will know, but in Thailand, when um, Thais are faced with some kind of situation where they're uncomfortable, like uh, there's an argument or whatever, they'll smile. That's their way of dealing with trying to get out of a bad situation. When she's got these situations, it's just a fucking laugh. And it's so irritating because there's the different kinds of laughs, right? There's mm -hmm. the self-congratulatory laugh. There's the, I hate this, but I'm going to try to laugh through it laugh. And there's the, I think I'm funny as shit, but I'm not laugh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> you pick your favorite, your, your least favorite Robin laugh. They're all shit. Robin goes out to dinner with these five yentas mm -hmm. and they name themselves a girl's night out. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Jason. And I'm the weird one. I love the Jason one. And I'm the weird one. Did uh, Dominic Barber's wife make it into the group yet? We're busy trying to put this thing together. There's no, until after that, there's no entering the group. Sounds like the blow-off. What does Anne-Marie do? What does Anne-Marie do? In other words, like, you say we're all so busy trying to... Now, Anne-Marie is the linchpin in this whole saga, guys. You will find out later. Well, you won't really find out, but you, but all fingers point to it, pardon the expression. And um, so um, we, it'll, you'll get into it. Anne-Marie was an office worker, wasn't she? Basically like a, I don't know, a gopher? Uh, she was just um, a an part assistant? of the, at the, the everyday goings-on of the office. Okay. Now, she was supposedly was good looking i don't know but the stories you hear from her she's like she there wasn't anything she didn't in there she didn't fuck in that in that office yeah and, and she uh, was married it, yes and casey supposedly nailed her while she was married and that became a bit of a problem according to the serious problem reddit bowl and i believe it uh because why not <laughs> i mean um well, you know like why not they, what, what what do you have what evidence do you have that she didn't you know also Brendan Murphy and Anne Marie, a part of this uh, 15 foundation, these girls nights out that Robin is talking about. Mm-hmm. Robin was flipping the dime for all. She was paying for these nights out with people. Yep. So yep. she has these hangers on that you get to go out to dinner and drink yep. all night. And I'm sure in one of their drunken nights out, they decided let's just, have a charity so that way this looks viable for why we're going out because now we're planning things and we're doing things for people Mm -hmm. so it's fine that we're out and i'm paying for everyone to get trashed (laughs) yeah it's her nickel and yeah and the other thing is yeah yeah you're right you'll get this charity like yeah what is she doing she was actually instrumental in getting us a a special contribution from ugly betty bingo so Anne-Marie might have some connection to somewhere in the business, and that's where she becomes prominent, uh, which, She's is, also, yeah, which is you know an expediter of, of sorts. And let's be honest, Robin doesn't have, I guess, the most warm, welcoming, uh, socially inclined introduction into things. She's very, she doesn't sound... Uh, I guess normal like, almost. Well, you know, where you're like, well, hey, how are like, you doing? Yeah, she's not comfortable in her own skin and she's not likable and her approach is always a bit bombastic, I suppose, and a little too um, disingenuous. Disingenuous and, yeah, phony and uncomfortable, basically. And also probably a little too, um, uh, a little too awkwardly direct. Yes. Just like when to, we see, see in the talk yeah. shows, she doesn't. Right. It takes. It would take at least a half an hour just to warm her up to get to the point of comfort. So yeah. Anne Marie also, if she's helping gain these connections, she's a funny, bubbly personality that's used to doing things for people. Robin needs a hot sort of person because Robin's not going to make those connections. No, God, no. And she doesn't have connections in general. She's just kind of, and in the business, she would be considered a complete, like a, a no talent. So it's not as if people have respect for her. They might, Oh my you God. Know, Opie and Anthony show. called her the whole. 
Well, the other thing is Anne Marie. Anne Marie, I've seen some pictures. She's all right. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe in her younger days, she was a, a piece. But when you go from being, I know this from. I never had felt I looked like a fucking troll. But I know growing up, I just being overweight as a kid, slightly overweight and chubby, whatever, <laughs> FD, whatever fucking terms you want to use. Um, husky was the one at Sears that used to bother me. I fucking hated that term. And then you lose weight or you you change your look and you you start to look better, you grow into a look, you still don't ever really get rid of that initial insecurity, even though you get more confident with yourself. Robin, having yo-yoed all her life as being a fat piece of shit, and, but not, I wouldn't say she was, <laughs> no, I mean, let's, let's be honest. She's, she's gone from being fat to less fat to skinny to way fat again. She's always got that feeling like I'm a fat piece of shit. I know, because I know the, I know the, the feeling, like you go, uh, I'm not, you have to develop some kind of armor. She doesn't have any. So to me, it was humor. You got to make fun of yourself. If you're going to be self-deprecating, you get a rap and then you become not comfortable, but more, well, yeah, I guess more comfortable in your own skin. And yeah. she's never been comfortable in her own skin ever. No. So in you're going for a charity. You do want, you're right, Sam, you want someone going forward that, um, has a bit more finesse, a bit more like savoir fair when it comes to hooking fish, whales for this fucking charity. And I would rather have you know, Anne Marie, I suppose, or someone a bit more personable. Right. Than Robin. Yeah. And, well, the and television what, show? Yeah, yeah. And what is, how does she know how to do that? I don't know. She has some connection there. And now somebody's going to get to have uh, a day on the set with Vanessa Williams and meet other cast members. Uh, okay. So you guys are all hitting up all the people you, you know. <laughs> that's what it sounds yeah, that's like. That's what yeah. you do. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. He's just thinking, by the way. Yeah. And he's thinking, you know, it's a day on set. You know, in his head, he's going, it's only a matter of time before she's auctioning off time in the studio. Yep. For this charity, which happens, and yep. he gets hella pissed off, mm-hmm. especially when they bring the couple in who she auctioned the charity off for, and they're chatty Cathy's, and mm-hmm. he is so annoyed. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he it would have been just as annoying as when he had to read Jackie's contractual plugs, because um, Jackie was guaranteed plugs during the show, and he had to read them. I think they were live reads. Bowie talked about this on the wrap-up show, that he could have sold those plugs and made money off them. It must have made Howard livid to have to do anything for anybody, and this is no different. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Who sell the cookies at work to all their coworkers. I say, you know, if everybody does that, it would be insanity. Right? Am I right or am I wrong? I... <laughs> Hmm. yeah it's gonna be insanity we're gonna be selling cookies and helping kids for their sports teams or whatever for the lo- for our only people in our office and i have zero interaction with anyone else all day long <laughs> okay bet you dominic made a huge contribution to gno to get his wife in that how much money did dominic give Oh, about the same as Mel Gorman. Yeah. Wow. So you smart. So now she and she's still not a member. I mean, they. Also, how crass is this to be asking? What did you give? How much did you give? I mean, he really was like Brian Johns again. And also, too, just listen to how he's saying Dominic's wife. He must have paid a lot for her to be involved. Is she in the 
New York City charities, and this is like this everywhere else, if you yeah. give the most, they the, Dominic's wife wants to be on the board or of whatever Robin's trying to do. Yep. She wants to be a part of it in a profound way because then that'll up her status socially somehow, which is, this is, this, that's how friggin' sick this whole thing is. It's not even yeah. about what you're doing. It's about, no. oh, I'm on the board of this charity. Look at me, 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 me. And it didn't even occur to me, but you're right. It would also be in Dominic's best interest to do this, to sort of get closer into the inner circle, even though, I mean, like he, he was, he was pretty deep in there, but for the purposes of like, he, it was just, it was completely, you claw my back and I'll claw yours. He wanted to get into the circle and he didn't care what he had to pay to do it. And he paid a lot of money for to, you know, he was probably very generous in a lot of ways, but they knew that he was doing that. So they took advantage of him as well. Every fucking time. Oh, every time. Do you, Howard even said, do you think I would hang out with you if, you know, yeah. Dominic provided a boat, a house, a casino, a room, everything. money, yeah. everything. Yeah. And then, and this is the kind of like benefit he gets. But then if you're that kind of shallow and he got, he got to deserve what he got, Dominic. I yeah. mean, yeah. Well, you knew if, what you were, you were aiming for a relationship with a guy who doesn't give a shit about you and openly says yeah. he wouldn't care about you unless you were giving him these things. So that's right. Look at what his life turned into. Shelter Island, anyone? Yeah, exactly. You build your house on a fucking uh, pair of straws and you don't be surprised when it collapses. How are you? There's no. She's on the dinner committee. We're having a meeting this week. She'll be there and it'll be the first time the GNO girls are seeing her. Yeah. She bought her way into GNO. What is oh, th th that's go. a fucked up group, that GNO. Here we go. Wow. Here we go. Leslie Barber bought her way into GNO. No, she didn't. <laughs> she did. Scandal at GNO. I love Leslie. I've hung out with Leslie before. I think Leslie's great. I love Leslie too, but you know what? She bought her way into GNO. Wow. Wait a so, fucking now, now. Now they're really denigrating the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, openly now it changes yeah. a little bit and becomes more passes passive as years go by. But listen to to how Leslie bought her way into Gino. So that's a ding, ding, ding to me saying, "Oh, this is open for grift." Like yeah. this is open for me. So of course, some sort of uh, financial guy that wants to dream to be a painter. Mm -hmm. is going to say, hey, I'm going to Yeah, and he's young start, and he's, yeah, yeah. And he's, and he fits the profile, you know. You know what I mean? Of course. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a day trader and uh, I just, I really, I started painting and I really think that you're inspirational. You know what? <laughs> Let's start a foundation together. And do you want to go to uh, Wimbledon? Remind me to Photoshop Brandon Murphy's face onto Tony Montana's face when they're at the diner and they're enjoying <laughs> cigarettes after. <laughs> because that seems more the job he would have had at the time. How did she get to you? She didn't. <laughs> what are you going to do on The View? What am I going to do on The View? Whoopee! We named our girls <laughs> Girls Night Out. That's marvelous. <laughs> Whoopee! Girl... Girlfriend. <laughs> Just, uh, I, I like to see you get a word in edgewise with those youngsters. I know. I was, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. Is Barbara Walters there every day? You're going to get a Barbara day? or? I don't know. I'm seeing Barbara the night before, actually. I'm oh. doing her show here. Oh, oh, that's right. What is it, Ralph? 
you know, I was going to call in and goof on Robin's charity, but now that I heard that you can get a walk on an ugly butt Betty, yeah. wow. What a fruit. That's yeah. really great. So well, some people would really like that, Ralph. I know it's not your that. cup of they tea. Do. People love that stuff. That's actually, like, I didn't, I, my, my wife watched the show. She said it was actually kind of funny. But um, to get something like that is actually not a small thing. And that's Anne no. Marie was responsible for that. So she must know people in the business at that point to, to finagle that. She must know somebody at the lower level of casting for extras or walk-ons. Maybe, yeah. Good show. Mm -hmm. Get off the phone. Well, who let him on? Yeah, he doesn't like Richard's drumming. He doesn't like anything. Not everybody wants to walk on an ugly Betty, but you know how many people would die to do that? That's fun yeah. to hang out on the set. Any TV show. Vanessa Williams squiring you around? Give me a break. Yeah, I'll, I'll go hang out with her. Can you say how much money you've raised so far? Uh, somewhere in the uh, vicinity of twenty-eight thousand dollars. <laughs> total, total, like ballpark, like guess. Fillmore, what does that even mean? Somewewhere in the vicinity of twenty-eight thousand right. dollars. First of all, that's not even a round number, yeah. so that's weird. Right. Like if you're going to say in the vicinity you of, you're you're going to go around, with yeah. in the tens. You're going to go for the tens yeah. or the fives. Yeah. Twenty-five, not, thirty. 40, Twenty 50. in the vicinity of twenty-eight thousand. Yeah, just sounds a little some something off there. That's sounds a little grifty. <laughs> including my five, I wrote the check. No, I hadn't counted that. Oh, yet. you can count my five. I already gave. Are you including? Oh, wait that? a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Go ahead. So let's count this. So we already have Mel Karmazin. So she said she raised around the vicinity of twenty-eight thousand dollars. Howard right. gave five. Leslie and Dominic gave. She's Probably saying that not. she's saying that's not part of the twenty-eight, according to this. Okay. Well, All right, I'm counting it. So five. Right. Then we have Leslie and Dominic who gave probably more than five. So let's go yeah. eight. We'll yeah. say eight. Right. So that's thirteen. Then yeah. we have Artie who gave. Well, uh, we'll just count see, the so cash. Let's, he said a grand. So we'll say okay. So fourteen. Then right. we have. The people who are doing for the Ugly Betty auction mm -hmm. for whatever, plus all the tables that are a thousand, they are well going to be beyond twenty eight thousand dollars because yeah. Mel Carmazin. So that's yeah. another five or six. So they, if you're saying those are the those are the main huge donors that mm -hmm. almost got you to twenty thousand, you're telling right. me you only raised in the vicinity of twenty eight thousand? I don't buy that for a second. Well, she is a dumb dumb. Okay. Well, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's possible she literally couldn't count. Um, but the other thing is maybe they couldn't sell tables. Maybe that's the whole one of the problems. Maybe they're having trouble. I mean, I, I've seen some of the videos for these events, like the Caroline's one. I mean, Caroline, I don't know how big Caroline's is, but it's like a club, isn't it? So what, a couple hundred max? And this one's for a boring piano classical night. So Fuck yeah. for fuck's sure, sake. I'm sure you had to. You you, you couldn't give them away. <laughs> I don't even have Artie's money in there either. That's just um, tickets and donations. See, I think you you're discounting how much. I think you're going to raise a couple hundred grand. Well, that's what I was Robin, aiming oh, at. Hey, see, you don't even know. Robin has raised forty eight thousand. Wow. See, I just that was you know like right. wow, you just announced Friday's this. Cold. That's amazing. That's a lot of money. You know how many jobs that'll buy in Eutheria? 
Mr. President. The whole country is working. How many women will be working? And this is yes, guys. It's pre it's pre Brendan, but uh, it's it's you know who who knows if there aren't any other grifters like leeching onto her fucking tit at this time for these charity bullshit things. So uh, it's it's a work in progress. And the other thing is, who's to say that Anne Marie wasn't fucking pulling some strings to get something for herself? I don't know. It just or seems like it. yeah. Taking advantage taking of something. Top. Yeah, exactly. Something. Skim, skimming. Oh, they'll be working around the clock. And I just want to say, Robin, <laughs> Robin is a beautiful woman. Once we cut off our clitoris, she will be perfect. <laughs> we'll put That's her clitoris the in the state capital under around. glass. Yep. Is he supposed to be Desmond Tutu? What is this? <laughs> what is this impression? I'm so confused. I know it can't be Nelson Mandela. I am Darth Nihilus. <laughs> mm. country. yes they have that issue in that country with some of the people and uh also she actually uh refused to marry you know they were they had, had arranged a marriage for her and she refused to marry was her, was, was was her, was her click cut off no Zabiba? i don't think so what is it like females very quick how did Zabiba, <laughs> how come zabiba's clip wasn't cut off i think because she was out of the country you know like they had to escape jesus fucking christ the co- like, <laughs> so he's. And, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm uh, out of words. Why? Because he was so sensitive towards asking that question. Because he <laughs> exactly. cares about women so much and their clips. Yeah. Well, so, was, do you, let's get Zabiba on the sim- Civian for ten thousand. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be so uh, so uh, taken aback by it. He was the one who threatened to cut women's tits off if they came near him at that uh, radio giveaway in uh, wherever it was, Washington or NBC. I'll tell you what, after looking at Beth's FHM spread, she could use that clit cut off. <laughs> fucking giant camel toe. Usually cut clits off on Thursday. She left on Wednesday. <laughs> she made it by one day. Yeah, she, she, she ducked us. Thursday is clit day? She snuck out in the <laughs> back of my Land Rover. Covered under a zebra skin. <laughs> You're saying she snuck out of your country covered under... So let's just forward 12 years and he's doing the like the cunt Ronnie thing, cunt, 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 cunt. And how is it any funnier than the Ronnie stuff that he's doing more recently in the last few years as an impression? It's not. And Artie really tried hard to steer him into another impression. But, you know, Fred's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She missed your eagle eye, Mr. She missed my eagle eye, but if I ever catch her, ooh, I will catch your teeth. (laughs) She's had to go through a lot. She's given up a lot. But how did she avoid getting, like, how old was she when she left the country? She was like six. So don't they cut your clit off when you're born? No. Six and a half. They wait till you're like seven to cut your clit off? I think you're pretty old when it happens to you. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's not true. And (laughs) she had, so Robin, again, when you say, what are we even giving to? You don't even know the story of the person that's running the charity or the women that you're supposedly supporting in Africa in this city. Right. You you should know this, right? If you're making people donate thousands of dollars to something, shouldn't you fucking know what it's about? If you've ever listened to people talk passionately about charities they believe in, they know stats, they know figures, they know years, they know months, weeks, days, every fucking aspect of the thing that you cannot stump them on it. That's the difference. So, you know, people who are cared, who really care about charity, know everything about the fucking charity, the ins, the outs, the ter- transparency, we have, with the aforementioned, you know, financial uh, solvency and whatever. Yeah. 
And it's a big deal to have that ceremony and it's a big uh, to do, not to do, I shouldn't even say it like this. It, in Africa, people, that barbaric tradition that women mm -hmm. don't want to go through, mm -hmm. that's still an issue today. So Robin should know what age that takes place at. Yes, exactly. And the, whether it's hygienic, whether it's, uh, you know, it's something that, you know, has been um, uh, like a cultural issue, like of, of, of controversy or whether or not it's, it's, it's just taken as a matter of course. So it she shouldn't be nothing. so fl flippantly like, oh, I, know, I think they're older. I think they might be you know, 18 or, uh, you know, it, this, this, you're right. It sounds like she's just a fucking charity dilettante. Mm, I, th I think that, I think they get it at uh, 10, 12, 15, 18. It, it comes with, it comes with your happy meal at McDonald's. Good. Well, we have to wait till they get a little shape on the body. It may be around. You get an idea of how much to cut off. That is creepy. Oh, you say when they're small, the clits are too small. Yeah, you can't, you can't see it. You have to, you have to judge it, but the body's tired. You don't want to take too much. You don't want to take a leg or a knee. Fillmore. I'm Fred, sorry, can you cut clip? my clit off during this? Because I can't. I can't. I'd rather have you saw it off. Well, you've heard more from Fred in this clip than you probably heard from him in the last three years of the show. And that's just a ballpark. How often do you hear from Fred anymore, the current show? I don't know. I'm getting the scalpel ready in a match. <laughs> Could have heated up and fucking burn this shit off because it's better than listening to this. <laughs> you could get a toe. Could get a toe. And that would do no good. Wow. What is it, Ralph? Hey, quickly, Robin. Instead, twenty-eight grand—that's like nothing. No, instead forty-eight, of a, and it's you know, it's right, just the beginning. That's nothing too. Instead of annoying everybody, why don't you just donate that yourself and just get rid of a car? You're so ridiculous. <laughs> you don't know how much I've given so far. I'm. Yeah, we don't. So tell us. If you want and to. we also found out that Robin got in trouble with taxes that she didn't pay for years. Well, so she's well, not the best with money. On the Mildred Stern thing, and we'll go into this with uh, maybe T-Par will get more into that. He's, he doesn't, I don't, I never believed the whole, she's under house arrest. Um, when she, cause she no. went during, it was all bullshit. Somebody decided, I can't remember his name, but it was at the dog shed. He wouldn't shut up about it. It was a Dutch, um, uh, poster and he was adamant that she was under house arrest for tax evasion and, and she was at home. No, this was during the cancer thing. She probably looked like shit, felt like shit, you know, hairless, wigless. And she was still doing the ISDN line during that year, 2012, 2013. Um, but the tax stuff, I mean, it, it falls in line with when it could have happened, but I don't believe that. And he said, there's nothing untoward. I mean, there might be untoward, but he doesn't see anything that would indicate that because it's public record. If she got fucking convicted of something. No, I'm not saying she got convicted, but she admitted in recent episodes that she didn't pay taxes. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. So and Robin's life, not like and, the most and it, and in her savvy money-wise. No, she isn't. And during that book, I mean, during her fucking book, she, she had all kinds of tax problems that she, Allison and, and Howard had to help her out with at some points, especially with getting a house. Not talking about what I've given. Add, add that we don't want to know what you gave, but add that to the forty-eight. Now tell us the total of how much money you raised. <laughs> you just want to go to a big dinner and like dress up. No, uh, you're you're you know what you are. You're you're a um. You're what you're doing, Ralph. Is you're saying my thoughts. Thank you. You've served your purpose, uh, Ralph. You know how you spend so much time with me, <laughs> and you've been my life partner for 
all these years, you know exactly when to call in. Thank you. You know what, you know what Howard and, and, and Ralph are? They are like Brittany and Abigail, the uh, twins, the co-joined twins, yes. where they yeah, can finish the, each other's yeah. sentences. I find that fascinating. I, cute I, love, how, the way they, the I way know they, they are. Yeah. I love when they became teachers and they got the job together and they were trying to figure out the paychecks and they're getting the room ready for their yeah. classroom when they were teaching and he's talking to them and they both finish at the same time. One yeah. starts and one there same time sorry yeah, that was a little they, they harmonize they're great <laughs> yeah and uh th this is exactly what wiggy and him are maybe that's another photoshop but <laughs> home and poo poo everything yeah, but you know what i'm gonna here's here, i'm gonna do a charity i'm gonna raise money i'm gonna sit home and watch battlestar galactica like you're doing shit you like it's not you're not putting yourself out all right well, does all the bullshit Ralph, if you keep, right, if you keep sure. pitching, the charity event's going to be in the apartment above you. Uh, <laughs> that's right. He's, but, but Ralph's saying what everybody else is fucking thinking. Let's be honest. Yeah, and then he realizes he made a maybe step too far because he still likes, you know, Robin to take him out for things and yeah. Howard's a bore. So he walks it back a little. <laughs> a little, yeah, exactly. This is great. What asshole lives above this place? <laughs> oh, I'm written Turn up the music. I don't understand something. The clitoris is cut off at pub at at. Uh, uh, at so you don't. Uh, I'm sorry. You don't understand the clitoris. Color me shocked. <laughs> he thinks it's a. He thinks it's a bris. <laughs> so he's just trying to like. Can you put some kind of um, like uh, you know. And an, an, an analogy that he could understand, so he could figure out exactly. But well, he hates vagina so much, he'd love to hear all about it. Birth. That's no, it's weird. not at birth. I it's definitely puberty. know that. So, it's, the children are pretty old by the wow. time it happens. So why them. they know exactly? Old. <laughs> well, they don't know what's happening to them, and then they go in, they come out, and they are mutilated. They are scarred. Sometimes they get infected. Because baby boys are circumcised when they're babies, you right. know. Oh, 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 the whole thing's hard. Yeah, that is really gross. We desperately need new scalpels. <laughs> and this is going on against their will or something? <laughs> I don't even get what that problem is. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Just like it. this charity. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. We've been listening to this clip for so long. And yeah. Robin, instead of talking about why this charity you could put this all to bed in all this nonsense real quick if you know what this is about mm -hmm. and you talk about the severity of the maiming of girls in Africa and this tradition that's awful and hurts them and yep. they can't feel anything sexually and everything, everything. It's an awful practice. Mm -hmm. But you don't know anything except for how much money you may be getting, what what the charity event is going to be and mm -hmm. what dress you're going to wear. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So now Artie's like, wait a minute, this is awful. What, what's going on? What oh, exactly pre, is it? Pre old. Oh, okay. You're a nurse. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> no, good. Do you, do, have you heard about that stage in life film or pre old? 
<laughs> it's right before post young. Um, the, uh, <laughs> like at, instead, instead we had 20 minutes of Fred's awful impression crowbarred in. Just like the kids, uh, the boys here don't have a say. They right. get it cut off. It's part of their culture. Robin, will you donate any of the money you're raising toward stopping the clitoral, uh, uh, mutilation? Well, I know that Zabiba has, that's one of the things she's fighting against. Yes. Mr. President, yes. the rumor is you wear a clitoris necklace. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you do. I do. Yeah, and Howard wears Howard wears a necklace of ears he collected from all the 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 <laughs> the Vietnamese soldiers, North Vietnamese. <laughs> when he yeah. was at the home. <laughs> that, that never happened. Now we are going to honor soldiers once a month. Oh wait, that never happened either. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and when they get nervous, they rub it. <laughs> Um, and my neck gets very juicy. <laughs> All right, and well. sometimes it's not only the clitoris, but the labia as well. I, I have pit earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> it gets very cold once in a while. There's <laughs> <laughs> a frost on the African belt. What is the weather conditions like? God, that must have hurt Howard, that fake laugh that he does. This the courtesy, impression courtesy laugh. is so embarrassingly bad. Why didn't yeah, anyone just say, can you just go back to being non-existent like how i treat you normally yeah anything else fred euphoria i would say it's warm dusty <laughs> very dusty thank you mr president that's the president of Etheria. uh nice to know you i'm thinking it's humid in Etheria. <laughs> moist damp did i finish your appearance yet no i didn't i don't know yeah, because who gives a fuck? This is more important. Trashing you, trashing your charity, making sure people know that you're full of shit. Yeah, okay. We'll get back to your appearance. Oh, you're going to segment two. Yeah, we're, we're in the middle of segment two. <laughs> and and uh, we find a charity every year, and then uh, that's, you know, sort of struggling to get its uh, feet on the ground. So what's your charity And we now? help them get started. Our charity this year is called Healing Bridges. I met a lovely woman out in California whose name is Zabiba Sheka, and she is from the country of Eritrea, which is near Ethiopia. That's okay. Now, so, so, so far, like... That part at least is fine. Bringing awareness towards charities that are up and coming. I have no problem with that. And Yeah, I think that's fine. I love, though, how now that she just reset the country's name, Eritrea, they have said it wrong the entire time. Yeah. So no one's learning anything. No, exactly. A real African. Zabiba. What is her name? Shaka. Zabiba Shaka. The only more African is Barack Obama. She, she used to appear after Cousin Brucey. She doesn't even actually know her, uh. her real age, Howard, because there were no rec there's no record keeping. That's just like my dad. In her village. That's a good uh, excuse for a chick not to know. Oh, now he's going to probably crowbar a fucking Ben impression. I hope not, guys. <laughs> Please pray with us. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So he just said, Robin's talking about this poor girl's life, about how clit clit cut off and mutilation yeah. and she doesn't right. know how old she is and now he goes she was my dad <laughs> like <laughs> the npd is really your dad got his go clit cut off <laughs> you're gonna relate this to a ben and you and your family thing right now you fucking narcissist I, oh for fuck's sake honey if he was talking about i don't know chinese people falling off a falling out <laughs> of a, a hundred story building because they were fucking against the glass and it was improperly constructed which did happen he go yeah my dad's been to china before and uh you know he'd he'd crowbar ben into just about any goddamn conversation 
Hey. <laughs> I'm going to use yeah. that one. Is there no record keeping in your country, uh, Mr. President? That's what's that. You know, my dad, he likes to eat anchovy sandwiches at the racetrack. It's just like that clit. you <laughs> Nobody can write. He's no all about need, no need to write. We have no money. Don't have to write a check. He's all about his tit earmuffs. <laughs> oh, not true, not true. I was made of nipples. Civil war and and war with you for years. <laughs> it's really putting a lot of weight on the severity of the situation when you have this fucking unfunny shithead in the back who's just happy he's getting airtime. Keep encouraging this, guys, because this impression yeah. is awful shut yeah, it down exactly and she actually had to escape from an, a refugee camp when she was a little girl and without her parents made it to the united states uh she's actually writing a book because it's an incredible story made it to the united states was very successful and then decided i have to do something for the people who didn't get out so how can we help you well you could go to charityfolks.com no you can't not anymore because we have some auction items available to help us raise money. In fact, if you want to go to the event and sit with me, Ooh. that's up. <laughs> well, how much should it take my wallet now? <laughs> Wrong. Right you know now. what? Also, for charity, for charity, too, you could have sat with Beth at Howard's birthday show. Oh, no, wait. She was way too lit and didn't give a shit. Priceless, Robin. Hey, listen, Charity <laughs> Folks is auctioning up tickets to our show, by the way, as well. Yes! There better be a lot of people. This is it to help Robin Charity, so make sure you um, find out some more information on that. Aren't those free tickets? They're also going to get a backstage tour, uh, and they get okay. to meet Mike and Juliet. All right. Mike and Juliet could have pumped. Is that even a show anymore? I don't, even, I don't even remember it when it was on. I don't remember what that is. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. I need up a couple of bucks. They make a good living. Juliet might come. Oh, maybe I'll go. What is the date of the thing, Cheryl? April 17th. You're working on Oh, I would. I, that, and it, it's at the, a real cool place. The, the Rainbow Room. Uh, I've never been there. I love them. It's going to be beautiful. It could have been Jason. Isn't that where Jackie and Nancy had their big fight with Fred? And, I, oh, no, yes, Fred had the, the fight. I had the fight. They just were observers. They, it was the scene of Fred. Oh. <laughs> the infamous Rainbow Room, yeah. Notice the impression is gone now. Thank oh, you. yes. Yeah, thank God. Listen. Yeah, that place is a part of Stern Legend. Yeah, there you go. There's only 13 seconds left. They give Robin the heave hole right after that. <laughs> you can go to mnjshow.com, and then we'll give you the direction again. Right. What is the charity? Charityfolks.com and healingbridges.com. Healingbridges.com. So good to meet you. I'm so good. That was it. I feel it could. Mention of Jim. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and well, guess what? You just crowbarred another impression. <laughs> you knew what, man. Anything else in the news, Lisa? Well, I spoke to the executive producer of the Mike and Juliet show afterwards, and she said that she thinks Robin should have her own TV show, that she's a great conversationalist, and when she's available, she should give her a call. Well, they were, she was supposed to have a show, but these fucking assholes didn't buy it. You were going to have your own talk show. Uh, Go ahead, Sam. So, she was going to have her own talk show. Yep. In 2005, this is when... They were shopping around the idea for her to have her own talk show. That's correct. And they, they really, Robin really thought that this was going to happen. I think she thought that this was going to be her way out of radio. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that Wiggy gave it no support. Oh, yeah. 
but you, I, I, that's why we're still trying desperately to get a copy of that fucking pilot. That is the Holy Grail, according to QF, along with Summit Part 2. And if that comes out, guys, we will do that. We'll do our due diligence and make that uh, as entertaining as possible. Give so, her a call. Leave your mind. No, sorry. Yeah, keep going. Okay. No, you're fine. Leave her mind or leave me her number. What am I saying? What? I'm a great conversational <laughs> kind of conversation. Leave me her number. How would they know you're a great conversational? <laughs> they didn't let you talk. <laughs> I must have been saying something backstage. Right. Well, Robin said she originally wanted to do TV, but she got sidetracked with you for 27 years. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, that's a great excuse. <laughs> she originally wanted to do TV. <laughs> We've seen the examples, guys. You've seen the examples, thanks to us and before us, even on YouTube with the invention of YouTube. Um, yeah, the we've talked about the Robin show a little bit briefly. We'll we'll not go into that, but just needless to say, they took they picked up the Tyra Banks show instead, and I think a, another one. But Robin was definitely in the running somewhere. <laughs> In True, 2000, but, in uh, 2005, they 2005. asked her what the, they did an interview uh, regarding it on nexttv.com. Yep. And they asked her what the tone of the show was going to be. And she said, I want to have a lot of fun. There is this attitude that life is a struggle and that women have a tough time. I want to shift that away from that. And I want to celebrate the advances we've made as women and the, the wide open future that there is for us. We're women and we have a lot to celebrate. We have a lot to rejoice in. Many and, women, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, yeah. Many women that the Howard Stern, uh, uh, w- many women complain that the Howard Stern show is misogynistic. That is coming from an old mindset. Wherever that is, whatever is happening to women, then women are being used and exploited. The women who participate in our show have been asked to participate. They want to do it. We can't all do the same things and have the same experiences. There are women who want to celebrate their sexuality in a fun, wacky way. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh. Uh, also, how are the stations reacting to the show? Is it selling? I'm leaving the selling to somebody else. I'm the person involved in programming. I think Sony would be in business with me if they thought I was the person who couldn't be sold. There must be a lot of pressure to make this success. Uh, <laughs> what, what you do is you put out the best possible product. I talk to people every day. I talk to them personally. I think I'm a fun person to be around. I'm entertaining and people like to hang out with me. And that's all you need to make a successful TV show. Hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does Howard say about this? He's all for it. He's excited for me. He's chomping at the bit to see how this goes, which means oh, he's he can't wait till you fail. Yeah. And incidentally, guys, I did a little looking at that uh, IMDb profile and the producer responsible for that pilot never did another thing again. I think she might have done one reality show episode and that was it. But she was not in the business uh, for much longer. So uh, if we ever do get a hold of that, you'll be the first to know. That's right, Howard TV. Thanks, Lisa G. Lisa G, everybody, from the Howard 100 Newsroom. There she goes. She's always working on stories, not just girl stories. (laughs) Not for much longer either. She had a couple years kicked out the door. So, guys, that's we're going to wrap up this particular first part. Next part is actually only a few minutes on the wrap-up show of the same day, I believe. 
And mm-hmm. um, and so we'll go into that, and then we'll get to the first appearance of Brendan Murphy in studio, which happens the following year in September. So I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, and um, thanks for tuning in. This is going to be a doozy. Take care, guys. We love you. Oh, just real quick, I was also calling because uh, I just wanted to Bye. see my tour <laughs> on the See you later. Of Thanks, Eric. Back back. <laughs> back back. All right, buddy. Back back. Eric, what? I couldn't hear you. What did you say? I said the tour that I'm. Take care, man. Back back. <laughs> Don't ever call back. Back back. <laughs>